What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. And that's you. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. By the way, that last song, whatever that song is on my, I need to do a song on that. I need to get some lyrics on that. Where's my producers in the building? I know. The EP is coming out December, I guess. December 2023. Anyway. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active. Shout out to the Nasty Boys, the Ten Toes Up Gang, and the married women that follow me and love me. All right? I know what's going on, and I always ask you, before you send me a DM, get permission from. Indeed, it is the milk dud having, the chocolatey skin wearing, Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the Notorious CGA, back in the building, man. We got a great show. Uh, this is the flagship show. This is the Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest-running episodic program here on YouTube. And this show will always be here, all right? I might take a day off. But uh, Monday and Thursday will always be here no matter what because they are the longest-running episodic programs here on YouTube. Hey, we got a great show. We got, This This will be longer than an hour. I know I committed to doing hours in the evening, but it's a flagship show. Maybe it's, it'll be an hour and a half or two hours. We'll see. Uh, but um, we got a great show. We got a couple of topics here. Let me go ahead and roll the topics across your screen so you know what to expect, just in case the timestamps aren't here on time. And we're going to talk about a son husband who has his mom carrying their child, and she's 50, 11 years old. My goodness. And then we're going to also talk about is she's not yours, it's just your turn. All right. And then our last story is going to kick off with Johnny Depp is now dating a lawyer, one of the lawyers that was on his defamation case, a woman that is 37 years old. This, but hey man, some do. Sometimes you need to take a break. We're going to talk about why men need to take breaks in relationships. All right. We're going to talk about why men need to. Sometimes you just need to stay single. All right. Shout out to you, brothers. You guys be trying to correct. Um, you guys are trying to correct some wrongs. Somebody said they don't see the super chat button over on the notorious CGA channel. I don't know what to tell you. Um, social media platforms have been tripping lately. If you're a, if you're a content creator, you know what we're talking about. Um, YouTube lately, something's you guys need to debug. The comment sections aren't showing up on a whole bunch of channels, right? Like you got to click newest con newest newest comment to get all the comments to show up. Otherwise, there's very few comments that show up. There's like eight comments, but it'll say it's 511 comments and you got to click newest first to reveal all the comments they need to debug that i'm not the only channel that's happening to um i've seen that on a couple of channels earlier today so they got that going on instagram's pushing reels and ticking people off and um youtube's pushing shorts they're trying to figure out how to make all of this work and this these platforms got to debug tiktok is over here too sensitive and twitch twitch oh my gosh twitch y'all need to just go ahead and restart just start over you guys are all done, all right? You guys got women fornicating on screen, and then you're deleting other people off the platform for saying one N-word, one curse word, okay? You're kicking people off. Instagram's kicking people off lives. Everything's messed up. So I don't know what's going on. This is an election year. What's going on? But content creators are not happy about what's going on here. Speaking of- I'm not happy. Yeah, Twitch is done. <laughs> Twitch is done. I mean, they need to just go ahead and reformat their whole program. Start over. <laughs> you guys are just- is, is tacky. There's literally got a woman that was having straight up S segs on camera, but you couldn't see the dude. Okay. You couldn't see the dude. Twitter needs to, Twitter, Twitter's a, uh, Twitter's a bottom feed. I don't know what the hell even described Twitter, the black hole, 
but there was a girl having full on sex on a Twitch stream and they suspended her, gave her her profile back. Meanwhile, they didn't kick mad people off. They didn't kick mad people off their platform. Oh, these social media platforms just need to figure out what they're going to do. And she was an ugly chick too. All right, shout out to the Steeler fans and the Brown fans. Uh, shout out to you guys. I know you're watching the game and go ahead and listen to me while you're watching the game. And uh, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Yeah, Simps Rule Twitch. It's almost useless for me to be over there. I'm actually monetized. I'm monetized to be over there, and I'll never go over there because I know they're going to kick me off. It's a matter of time. Shout out to um, uh, Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App. It's how you contribute via Cash App. I really appreciate everybody contributing. Um, and then um, do, uh, Coach Greg Adams TV on Vimo, And then the uh, PayPal link is at the top of the live chat, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And the Notorious CGA channel is monetized, and you can go over there and leave a live chat. But just remember, the streams are deleted off the channel thereafter all right sometimes i leave it unlisted for a period of time for the people to watch it through but then i get it all the way swiped off the uh swiped off of that channel anyway let's run them donations in the building run them donations empty them pockets all right where are we at here uh we got a couple of contributors rational and i got one of my hairs and my mustache is like curled up i normally get it with a scissor but now i didn't have a chance to get it and it's tickling my nose as i'm talking <laughs> I got to do two hours of that. I'll take a break and get it. All right. Shout out to rational or rationality. He says, I'm in, he's in Biloxi, Mississippi. Shout out to Biloxi, Jackson. You still boiling water? Shout out to Tupelo, Mississippi and Oxford and, and Meridian and Opelousas. That's Louisiana. He says, I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi for a conference and it's looking like Jurassic Park down here with a bunch of mastodons. But as the nasty boys say, what? What do the nasty boys say? Oh, no. Wow. Hey, I was in Dallas. So I know what you're talking about. I used to live in Louisiana. So I don't know what you I know what you're talking about. Um, And I went to Dallas last year and I forgot, man, the South, the American South. Shout out to everybody that lives in the South. You about to catch wreck right now. You about to catch wreck Uh, like like everybody. I, I everybody catches wreck. That's why I can't go on a tour anymore. Because y'all going to, every time I show up, shout out to the American South. By the way, the American South got the fattest people in on planet Earth. The obesity, listen, look it up yourself. The obesity rate, I've done a show on this one already. The obesity rate far exceeds everywhere else on the planet. Damn near on the planet. And it's not, it's a weird obese. It's a weird obese. It's a functional obese. Right now, it's functional when they're young. It, let me just put it like this. It's a functional obese because there's younger people that are just obese, right? Like in other places, the older people are obese or somebody they're after. People are their 30s and 40s and 50s, right? And then they, the people in their 50s have been obese for 30, 30 years. And so they already own canes, you know what I mean? They're varicose veins. They got tree trunks for legs. And you don't understand it unless you live somewhere else. Like, you know, you live in a, a healthy area like Colorado. They tend to hike and eat granola and wear Tiva sandals. Uh, California tends to be healthier along the coast. You got New York tends to be healthy around Central Park, Manhattan area. Miami, obviously, Houston. These places are typically going to be your healthier. But when you go to the South, you see young people, bro. I mean, they're like 16, 21. 30 
and they be big, man. I mean, like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you can't even describe the big. Like, it's a different type of big. Like, they seem to be mobile. It doesn't seem to be hurting them at the particular point. That's why they don't care. Then they sugar get bad. And it, it goes across the racial lines. It's actually, it goes across racial lines. It doesn't matter the race of the person. Well, Houston, I think Houston, I mean, the, in, the, the people coming in Houston, but not the people living there. Texas in general, these people are large. I mean, it's large. I mean, it's not, it's hard to describe it. You're like looking like they feet be all big and they are big in general. And the big, I'm like, boy, they make them big in the South. They make them big. I know people, um, they don't get it. People in the South are like, what? What's wrong with that? Y'all eating ribs and whatnot. And y'all eat good. Everywhere y'all go, the best barbecue is down there, Memphis. All right, who got the best barbecue? St. Louis, Kansas City. uh, You got Houston, Dallas. These are some great barbecue. The food is good. The food is good. But these people are massive. I I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And if you don't really, if you've never really been out to the South, you don't get it. You're not going to understand. You're going to go to another place and be like, wow. I don't want what's in the food. Like, what is going on down there? I want to take, I want to go down there. Who I want to go down there with my smoker and put some of these dudes to shame. But yeah, they're functional. It's kind of like they're like a functional alcoholic. These people are functionally obese for the most part. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's weird. But shout out to everybody in the South. Now I can't go anywhere in the South. They're going to get me. They're going to they're going to sit on me. Like the, the men are big, but then the women be big and then they be big together and then they create kids and they be chunky. The kids be chunky and just be he be walking around chunky as hell. The kids I'm looking at the kids like that's a chunky ass kid. Like anyway. Like exercise is not in the program. It's not. Wait a minute. Shout out to everybody though. He says to be fair. Wait, they be at the fair pigging out. Yeah, man. I can outrun. They're not gonna catch me because these people are gonna be sweating. First of all, the humidity is sky high, so they not gonna catch me. All I gotta do is run. They will not catch me. But if they do catch me, it's just, you know they're gonna have trucks and that'll be the end of CGA. All they're going to do is tie me to the end of the truck. (laughs) But the point was I was in Dallas, but where I was staying, a lot of people were from coming from Louisiana because it was kind of like a, it was a hotel was, um, uh, what's the name of the hotel? It's called, uh, they have one in California too. It's called, um, uh, it's one of one of the indoor swimming pool hotel. I'm not trying to give them no shine, but they have an indoor water park. And so a lot of people were driving. They drove all the way from, Louisiana, eight hours away to come to this place. We're gonna, we're driving. They drove all the way down they big ass Chevy to get down there. I'm like, huh, where you come from? Cause I see Louisiana place. Oh, we came from Baton Rouge. I'm like, Baton Rouge and Texas are not close. I mean, Baton Rouge and Dallas is not close. Yeah, Great Wolf Lodge. Baton Rouge and Houston is a four hour drive. I'm like, damn, you drove six, seven hours like this. There was no theme parks closer than this. Like, if you live in Louisiana, you kind of screwed. Like, what you going to do to have fun there? Like, I mean, if you wanted to have a theme park, there's no theme parks. So the closest one was Dallas Great Wolf Lodge. Bro, I was like, man. Mm. 
<laughs> All right, anyway, we often running. We often running. Louisiana now is on my shit list, or I'm on their shit list, and also Dallas. Now I'm done. I cannot ride in an open, open leaking continental or a Bentley continental in Dallas. We all know what would happen. There would be a head part, and that'll be the end of CGA. Here we go. That will be end of it. So no more Dallas. <laughs> here we go here. Albert Wesker says, Russia starting the draft. Men are what? <laughs> they out of there. Uh, this generation don't want to fight no wars. They're not ready for this. So I, I would assume, I don't know how Russia is doing. They actually, you know, they train their guys a little bit different. I don't think generations even across the world don't want to get no wars, right? So, yeah, man, I think the Russian dudes are like, nah. I think the men in America's like, oh. But uh, these, country, these countries are serious about their stuff. I think they see that the United State, States is kind of down bad. Um, They're kind of down bad. Russia's might be prolonging their battle just a little bit and might have mismanaged their defense. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, but they're kind of down bad. So they're starting to draft the young men there and the young men, they, Russia's like, and that's you. And these dudes are like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> put the ladies up. All right. Put the ladies up. There's a bunch of ladies out there that could probably tear some heads off. All right. Warhammer says, Always be the smartest in the room and know the exits. Yes, indeed. Know the exits. Kingdom. Citizenship. Hey, coach, it's been a long time. I shouldn't left you without a dope beat to step to. Step, step, to step, step, to step, step. Shout out to you, man. I love it. He says, I've been on my grind getting my money up, Sean. Shout out to you. I'm rich, He said, getting my money up. Like the sun come up. Shout out to you. Go get your money, man. You got money in the building. I got money. All right. Jammer understands is in the building. Thank you, man, for contributing to the uh, support on the super chats over there. I appreciate all of them. All right. Who do we got over here? All right. Shout out to we're going to call you the sole satorialist in the building. Shout out to you. The gentlemen understand what's going on there. All right. Shout out to you brothers out there, the clean dress, the Deborah Dappanair, Devonair, Dapper dudes in the building. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we got everybody on PayPal, Z over there. We got two brothers on PayPal. We're going to drop them. They're going to drop some knowledge on your head. Shout out to Delta Fox here. He says, I'm at, a, I'm at a black woman. Wait, I'm at a black woman in sales conference in New York. A bunch of obese women here, and only one of them is fit. Only one, and she owns a fitness company. She flexible and he she watching, uh, but she's 45 years old and told everyone to freeze their eggs. Oh, she's a feminist. All right. She's a feminist, right? So I could focus on my career. She's rich, but single and crazy. I think you know, that needs to be a topic one day. What money really means to both people. I think for, for some reason, there will be a void in men's life if they choose the single and money route. But I think the void is much bigger when women do it. Right. Uh, even the woman from the we I wrote about it in my book or surname, the woman from Sex in the City, the writer, she eventually was like, ah, I didn't realize this void was going to be here because there's not a lot of single older women like that that are wealthy. So she's going to be on an island and she won't be able to relate. Some people won't even be able to relate to her, depending on her location. If the, if most of the women are married around her, she has nobody to hang out with. She doesn't have grandkids to hang out with. She doesn't have a fine selection of men, dapper debonair, satorialists to, to pick from. 
she she's going to be on an island. She doesn't have kids. She doesn't have Thanksgiving. And when Thanksgiving, the holidays roll around, she's going to be off on her island. She's going to be eating at the barbecue joint. She's going to be eating at the barbecue joint by herself. Looking sad as hell. She, you know, now I'll do it myself, but she's going to be sitting over there eating rib tips. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll take a bath in all my money. <laughs> yeah, it don't work the same. Now, men, on the other hand, men get better without all of that distraction. Shout out to uh, no government name says, Coach, more hit, more hit it and quit it, please. I, I actually got to bring that back. And he says, I just sent you a list. None of them, not all of them are wrestlers. He says, I send it to your email, askcoachgregadams at gmail.com. And he says, also, do you think Dusty Rhodes was part of the rainbow community? Oh, man, boy, you really, oh, you really going to do me like that. Uh, that's one of those things about pro wrestling is that it, it, it um, they had some, they had more dudes that were on the reading rainbow side than you would actually think and know you. It's only natural. They wrestling around in their panties. Come on, man. Like what dude gets in the ring? And wrestles around with another dude in their panties. Shout out to KT the King. But like who gets in there and they be like, all right, look at them panties. You know what I mean? They had the old school dudes in the 80s with them panties on. You know what I mean? Hell no. I'm not about to go in that ring and grapple around, sweat all over you. Like as a kid, you really didn't put two and two together. But they got them panties on with their initials on the side like double A R Anderson. You know what I mean? And they got the RF, Ric Flair, and Roddy Piper. Man, no, nah, man. You're going to have to put on more than them panties. All right? I ain't about to get in there with you wrestling in your draws. All right? Put on some tights. Everybody with tights. <laughs> some of those dudes, uh, you guys realize that uh, that that is a – but they won't talk about it, but a lot of dudes be on the reading rainbow side in professional wrestling for sure. All right? But when you think about it, you like, wait a minute, bro. Like. I look at it now and I'm like, and they're rolling around on that mat in draws. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but they junk all. And then they pick them up and do the gorilla press slam. I'm like, yo, handcuffing they balls, bro. Like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, they'd be like, gorilla press slam. And you're like, yeah, I'll get them. Gorilla press him, throw him over the ropes. Yeah, get him. And he just uh, grabbing him and thrusting him. And like, you like, mm. I could go twice as high, way up in the sky. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. It reading rainbow. They in there got him in a hole. They just uh, holding him. They got their arm all bent up, sweating all on him. Then they standing all over him. They pin him and they sit on top of him, teabagging him. You ever see that when they got the jabroni up there all laid out and then the dude get on top of him and sit on his chest and be like, one, two, three, and just sit there. I'm like, yo, man, get up off of me, bro. Mm -hmm. Sitting all up on my chest with your balls in my mouth. Well, get me, yo, man, hell no. I ain't doing this job. <laughs> You're going to have to stop. I'm going to be in the locker room tearing your ass up. Hey, man, hey, look, look, man, just hook the leg. Just lay on my chest. Pause and hook the leg. That's it, man. You ain't got to do all that. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Hey, man, this is a real, some real, you know, as a kid, they was trying to get you in there and be, get you sweet. 
man, just lay your chest on my chest and hook the leg. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hook the leg. You know what I mean? When they grab him by the tights, they'd be like, oh, he hooked him by the tights. He's cheating. I'm like, who grabs the dudes by the butt tights? I don't know, man. I might have to do a show on this. Professional wrestling is all the curious moments of professional wrestling. You'd be like, hmm. <laughs> anyway, man, that's a lot of pause in there. Oh, we're already off to a great start. I'm warmed up already. Let me do a couple more here over on Vimo. Albert Ingram says, that's why I don't feel sorry for men anymore. They keep doing the same thing over and over. He says, whatever happens, happens to Johnny Depp after this, he deserves it. And that's absolutely right. Guys, you guys want to take L's, man. All right. Shout out to no government name. Hey, coach, do you run another YouTube page called, uh, I won't name them, but he says, don't mean to blow up your spot um, if you're trying to be anonymous. But if not, this page is using all your terminology, video topics, using a text-to-speech voice. Pretty scummy. I've noticed them. I've actually come across two channels, and I know they watch me. Uh, but what they're doing is, and these aren't my channels, but it's actually a good idea if I wanted to go undercover. Um, and I actually shared one of their videos and I was like, this is basically the marriage wheel, but they actually have their own stages and they've come up with their own. I, I haven't seen enough, but, but what people are doing is this. Like they want to be able to get their message off. And I think these pages that I've come across have creatively been able to use this voice to text to be able to disguise themselves. But instead of hiding behind a camera, they're using a video. They're using video that they would get from like Shutterstock or some stock portfolio. And they're using the video to get the message. So it's pretty much all editing. Um, no presentation, no personality, but it's good. It's good information. And some of it does some sound exactly like probably a lot of content creators. And uh, I think what they're doing is they're monetizing themselves and still being able to be anonymous. It, it, um, like I said, it, it is what it is. I can't stop. I can't stop people from doing this. Of course, it is what it is. I can't. I don't even know what to say because uh, because it once it one thing it gets the message out there, but then also the, if they become big, which these channels do tend to become big with little production, it's they only got so many. Like they can't be the personality that I am, right? I would be a name and a target for the most part. They'll never be that. They'll just be somebody that's just doing a video. They'll get nothing from it, but sometimes then somebody will come over from that channel and then they will come over the me and then they'll start saying, this person said it first or you got that from this person and they'll start giving credit out to somebody else because they heard it there first. And this is why content creators get a little bit peeved because it's like, well, you heard it there first. That doesn't mean that's the first person who said it. And so we always have to get to the understanding of that. Even stuff that I say, people have said before me, and it's tough to always give credit, but never say, never say this person said this because that's who you heard say it first. It doesn't mean they said it first, but that's all ticky tack stuff. We're not going to get into that. We're going to keep it fun over here in light. We're going to keep it fun light. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to the first topic already. Here it is. It says, son husband has his mom carry their child, him and his wife's child. So we're going to go to, I believe, Utah. We're going to Utah. 
Shout out to Utah. Uh, for some reason, yeah, I've lived in Utah too, so I know what up. It says right here, this is TMZ. Utah mom, I'm 56 years old and pregnant with my son's baby. We're going to need an explanation for this one. We're going to need a thorough explanation. Now, the first thing I thought about that this possibly was a trans male, all right, or a trans female. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> all right, but... um. Remember, we talked about son husbands, which I wasn't I didn't originate the term, but I talked about it as, as early as 2018. And then other therefore popular people were also talked about it. And then they say I stole it like this woman stole the son husband's soul. Sad, sad to see. But we talked about what happens with the Oedipus complex. If the male skips a stage and the father's emasculated or not there. The mom will develop a unnecessarily uncomfortable attachment with the son, and then the son will not be able to get to the stage where he looks at the father um, as a person he wants to emulate. He always looks at the father as a rival. Thus, he never matures, and he's in a state of state. He's in a, a stunted stage, or what we call arrested development, in which he looks at the mom as his hero. He looks at the mom where the way he should look at the father and try to emulate and emulate masculinity. But if the father's emasculated or the father's not present or the father's or father's just um, uh, not there. Right. Same as not present. Then the son keeps attached to the mother. This is typical, very typical of what we call single mother raised men. So uh, Sigmund Freud talked about this. I broke this down in another live stream. If the son does not have this connection phase with his father, he's going to have an unreasonable connection and a un, very unnatural connection to his mother. And so a lot of single mother raised men will be like, don't talk about my mama. And I'll die for my mama. And they 12, 13, 14, 15, 20, 25. And you're like, come on, man. It, it ain't that serious. Mama, mama, mama. It ain't that serious. It's the dudes that be out there. Um, you know, getting it, get George Floyd. Yeah, he was doing the whole mama thing and mama, which people say he was talking either about his mom or his girlfriend. I don't know. And it's always mama, mama. That that right there is indicative of someone who has an arrested development, and they didn't get through the stages of the Oedipus complex. They haven't cleared that cachet. It's the very mature looking male that be crying out of control. Oh my God, be out here. All right, he throwing bags of chips in the convenience store. And I do, and I, I, he's overly emotional. He pees sitting down. This is the Oedipus complex. And a guy who has this stage, I, you have to, you have, I want a thorough explanation as to why this man chose a 56-year-old mother, his mother, to carry the baby. I, I'm going to need a thorough explanation or I'm going to say he's arrested development. My mama, my mama, mama, mama. All right, what male? <laughs> I love my moms too. You know what I mean? I love my moms. Thank you, mom. I love you, mom. My mom taught me a lot. But I'll be like, hey, mom, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I take care. I do whatever. But I'm a mama. Uh, my mama. Uh, mama, you better not talk about my mama. He said something about my mama. So I lost my whole life. I stabbed him. I shot him. I killed him. I, tried, I put him under the jail. I'm going to spend 50 years in jail because he talked about my mama, my mama. I can't stand men like that. I cannot stand men like that. Really, bro. It's your mother. Chill. <laughs> All right. Anyway. It's your mom, bro. Chill, man. She brought me in here. She gave me everything. It's my mama. I Dude, that to me is reprehensible behavior for a male. That's reprehensible. It shows you're emotionally unstable. 
<laughs> you guys need to correct that. It's a part of masculinity. Your masculinity training is to correct this unreasonable attachment to your mama. Cut the umbilical cord, son. Uh, Utah mom, let's go through it. There it is right here. Uh, I first said maybe he's a trans person, right? And he wants to, or maybe he was part of reading Rainbow, but that's not it. It says right here, a family in Utah will certainly have a story to tell their newest member because a 56-year-old mom is carrying her son's baby. I don't even know if biologically this is a good idea. Somebody might need to go ahead and get some science out here. This is the 50, she's 56. So I'm just, just going to assume that this would be a high-risk pregnancy. Uh, unless they live somewhere in the mountains in Utah, why couldn't there be another person? You read that right. 56-year-old Nancy Hawk volunteered to carry her son, her son Jeff, and his wife Cambria's fifth child, which is a girl. Cambria's unable to get carry a pregnancy after getting a life-saving hysterectomy. Um, what? Let me just say this about science. I once was on Saint in the Center's podcast. Shout out to him. And we had a good, healthy debate. All right. There's no beef or anything like that. We had a good, healthy debate in which I said there are options for men who want to have children. And I said surrogacy. And he was in the debate and he said that that would be unnatural. Right. There should be natural. And, and he's right on this. There should be a natural uh, male and female contact that the that the kid has. Right. This is the same thing as when two uh, um, non-hetero couples have kids. People have the same conversation. Well, what about the mom? What about having the mom and the dad? Oh, they don't need it. And then they'll need it eventually. But in this situation, my my thing is we do a lot of things that are natural. We do a lot of things that are natural that we give a pass, like keeping people alive. Like you keep people alive and you put plug them up and they have a breathing machine. That's not natural. They would have been dead as a doorknob long time ago. We have people that take handfuls of pills to stay alive. They would have been dead as a doorknob long time ago, right? People used to get wiped out on pneumonia at high rates. People used to catch the, the chicken pox and get knocked out, wiped out. You would be dead. Polio, dead. I mean, you was automatic. Hey, you catch the sniffles, dead. But we do these things unnaturally to keep people alive. So the argument that surrogacy is unnatural, shit. I mean, we do a lot of things that are unnatural, and this is another case here. The woman needed a hysterectomy to save her life. Hence, nature said, or the spirit said, or God said, you're done having kids. Huh? You hear what I'm saying? This is my argument. So if we're, if we're allowing one thing, don't be surprised if another unnatural uh, form of events take place. And we can't say one thing is unnatural and then let a whole bunch of other natural things uh, go by or unnatural. The nature or God said you're done at four. Nope. They wanted to supersede it. And now, now they're going to this route, right? Mm. Hey, it's unnatural. It's unnatural if we're holding that argument, right? But why, why a 56-year-old mom? This is what I want to know. There's their family here. I want to know. I'm curious. I don't really have judgment after this. This is the, this is the, this is, um, I guarantee you this is a stepdad. How much you want to bet? I haven't read the article. I guarantee. I don't know if I can guarantee. Let's go back to the top picture. I'm going to say this is not his father. Just looking at the way they're built. This is probably a stepdad. I'm going to, I'm just going to guess. All right, let's read the article here. Maybe I'm wrong. Jeff and, you know, I'm Coach Adamas though. Jeff and Cambria already has two set of twins. Wow, man, boy. 
but wanted more. And that's when grandma decided she'd work as a vessel to carry the new kiddo. Nancy, however, didn't express concern or did express concern about carrying a baby at her age. But after Docs gave her the green light, she acted fast because uh, before she began menopause. How did she have this? <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, I, I got some questions. How did the baby get in her? It's been 26 years since Nancy was last pregnant. Let's go down. Speaking to SWNS, Jeff said, I felt grateful, quote, I felt grateful to have such a selfless and loving mom that was willing to make this kind of sacrifice for my family. Having experienced over four years of infertility treatment, damn. So they probably spent well over $100,000 to try to have this fifth Try to wait a minute. Having experienced over four years of infertility treatments, I knew how complicated the process could be and doubted that it was possible for her to carry a baby for us. But I was very moved that she would have even offered. So, again, yes, KKJP, that was another stop sign they ran. Hence the argument again about something being natural versus unnatural. I say have a surrogate. Have a, have a kid overseas. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, but freezing your eggs, having your mother carry your baby, infertility treatment for four years, jacking off into a Petri dish, put serving a turkey baster up. That's not, we give that a pass. I tell you, man, everybody wants to control men. Now, women always think, women, women rights, feminists, they always think we're trying to troll their uterus. When people are trying to control men's sperm, all the time they try to control how we have kids how we okay well you can marry me i'm 37 but i froze my eggs now you got to jerk off into this petri dish and not, ah, that's completely not fair to the guy why don't i get a younger woman and knock her up the natural way no 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 turkey baster and petri dish let's go test two baby let's do it they didn't pass stop sign at the stop sign at the stop sign god done warned them 50 11 times to no no fifth kid but they didn't did everything to usurp the Lord. Stop. Stop this bull. All right. I'm tired of this. This is clown world to me. And they all here, people out here trying to make me out to be the bad guy. And this is reprehensible. Uh, do we have any other information on this family? We don't. They just left it at that. But listen, good luck to them. Good luck to them. Uh, again, if, if what I preach is unnatural, they're doing something very, very unnatural without a doubt. There's not even any question. There's everything about this is unnatural. <laughs> like name one thing unnatural about this. I guarantee you the birth won't even be natural. Everything about this reeks of selfishness, reeks of trying to step over God, a step on God's toes, trying to make your own rules. Everything about this is weird. But of course, I'm the weirdo. They didn't mention how she got knocked. They didn't mention who the uh, is because they didn't mention the father. So I'm assuming that that's a stepdad. Anyway, absolutely. I do. That's weird. It's weird. I need some more explanation. Hopefully they don't have the bad seed. You ever see that movie? He said the four horsemen are coming. <laughs> go, go. Yeah. The, the What about the medical bills? I'm thinking they're going to spend in essence of 200 in excess of $200,000 total between the uh, fertilization, the, the, the in vitro 
the mother's high risk pregnancy. She's they cleared her. They gave her the green light, but I'm sure she's going to be classified as a high risk pregnancy. What if the mom dies? I mean, I'm not trying to wish anything. What do they have a plan for that? Who's going to be on child support? Oh, if the mom and here's the thing. If if the mom has the baby, the mom's going to be like, that's my baby. What about the 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 wife? What about the wife? That's the wife of the the son. The, they're going to have a weird dynamic because the mom's going to be like, hey, um, don't put that. Don't put them clothes on my baby. And the wife's going to be like, that's my baby. Uh, actually, it's not. So you can't tell me what to do. Uh, bring my baby over. It's it's mommy time. Uh, but but you're not the mom. I'm the mom. Uh, I beg to differ. I'm the mom. <laughs> that ain't your baby. That's our baby. <laughs> Shit. No, they're gonna be fighting that. They're gonna be at each other's neck. Uh, don't feed that baby that formula. You need to put that baby on that breast nipple. Put it on that nipple. Oh, I ain't got no time for that. Well, you can put them on my nipple. All right, Granny gonna be down there holding the baby down here. Put it on that thing right there. Get on that. <laughs> it came out of my baby. Oh, it came out of my body. Oh boy, that's gonna be bad news. You know it's happening. All right, let's get into this show right here. Right here, she is not yours. It's just your turn. There's two things that I want to feature here on this story here. She's not yours. It's just your turn. Let's talk about this. There is a couple of TikToks or Instagrams that I want to show you. There's one lady who goes by a comedian. But again, there's 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 jokes and then there's truth in jokes. This. Oh, shit. Hold up. I knew my headphones were going to go out. So. I was like, did I charge my headphones today? I didn't charge them. So back up here. And by the way, these are the original headphones of the Coach Greg Adams channel. These are the first headphones I ever wore, and they're comfortable. They're comfortable. They're broken in. So I have other sets of headphones, but these are the original. <laughs> so much so, it put a dent in my head. And four years of wearing those headphones, I have a dent right here in my head, right here in my milk gut head. <laughs> All right. So now I can hear myself. I have a permanent dent for making YouTube videos. Shit. But these look better, but they're they're not broken in. All right. By the way, this woman is gonna be on here. There's this woman, I believe, is a comedian. <laughs> All right. If I had hair, I wouldn't have the dent in my head, but since I'm bald, I got a dent in my head. Looking like Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Milk dud dent. Uh, here we go. It's the cost of doing business. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like steroids. You'd be like, you'll be muscular, but then you'll grow woman boobs after a while and go bald. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, anyway, where are we at here? But you'll have muscles and have great pictures when you're in your thirties. All right. This woman comedian right here, she goes by Marcy something. She hoping to be on Saturday night live. Watch her clip that I found on Instagram where she's going to say, she just joined OnlyFans and she's a wife. It's a disability claim. Let's play the clip. Let's see here. Okay, real question. Serious talk. How much do people charge per month for OnlyFans? Because I just created an account. <laughs> wow. Uh, listen, those are some saggy waggies right there. Good, my good, good Lord, nasty boys. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, my bad. Mate, I'm my bad. All right, we got to roll it again here. Those are some saggy waggies. I got to get it. Sorry, man. I apologize. Here we go. 
Okay, real question, serious talk. How much do people charge per month for OnlyFans? She got a spider tattoo. Because I just created an account. <laughs> Look at them things there. Woo! She definitely from the South. My, my, my. They're bigger than her head down there, boy. My, 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 my goodness. Now, I think she'll make a couple of dollars, man. And so here, I mean, obviously, here's the rule. This is the world we're in right now. Normie women who are looking to make money. The barbarian is at the gate. Inflation is kicking ass. And OnlyFans is just a click away. And a lot of women are going, hey, I'll give it a shot. This is the, this is the dangerous line that we're crossing. So now, here she is. <laughs> it, I'm, I gave it away. She's a wife. She's someone's wife. And we'll see him come in later. But I don't know if she's joking. Because she's a comedian, but in essence, it's not a joke. Many women are doing this and they're considering it. Remember, there was a great line in the movie American PIMP, in which the guy said, All women has either done it or thought of doing it. And a lot of women, now I've never thought, but now we're seeing people reveal this by going, Hmm, sugar daddy, hmm, should I have a, mm, okay, maybe I'll just, mm, maybe I'll find a sugar daddy that I don't have to get no sugar to, right? We have all of these things in our lexicon, these ideas where women are, I'll just try it only. Maybe I'll just, okay, seeking around. Okay, maybe I'll just, yeah. So let's go ahead and play the rest of the video here uh, of her confessing to start only OnlyFans. Con economy is real. real. What am I doing? Um, but disclaimer, uh -uh. don't ask me to show you my mud button, okay? Because it's just not happening. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know what a mud button refers to, but I'm just going to assume. I, I really don't know what it means. But uh, here, what she's trying to do is, and I'll give you the husband's reaction. What she's trying to do is kind of like what women do when they say, oh, I joined this dating app because my friend grabbed my phone, set up the profile, managed to find five of my photos in my photo album, connect the account, write the profile. And I'm here just siphoning through messages and, They'll read them and choose the best. It's a plausible deniability. It's kind of like, ah, just out of curiosity. You know, somebody told me, go ahead and set up an account. And eh. you see what I mean? She's trying to dodge the accountability. It's trying to make it like, I'm just seeing if this, uh, maybe it's a thing. She's doing it because she broke. That's what happened. Your rent's due, motherfucker. She's doing it because a curiosity kills a cat. She's doing it because she wants to be in these streets. She's doing it because in these streets. She wants to she wants to show off them toddies. <laughs> right? Okay. She's doing it because she wants to show them big toddies. She's just she's an exhibitionist and it's hard for women to say this, so they got to go around in all these damn loops and circles. Okay? Now, let's hear what the husband's response is. And again, this is supposedly be in jest, but it's not in jest. This is a this is real. A lot of people are really doing this. Uh, here we go. Here, babe. Someone commented on my video and said, "How does hubby feel about that? Me creating an OnlyFans?" Come on, sugar mama. That's how I feel. <laughs> Tired of being the breadwinner around here. So the husband don't really give a damn about her. That's number one. 
he like, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Just get out of my hair. Number two, he got a little sugar in his tank. He already been effeminized. He already been emasculated. He like, do whatever the hell you want with them nasty, soggy toddies. I really don't care. He ain't impressed with them toddies no more. You're impressed because you ain't seen them yet. He's seen them things wagging around. He's like, he like, do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like the Continental Soldier? Do your boobs hang low? He's like, whatever. He was like, I already had black dudes over there hitting that already. How do I know? She got an ice cube shirt on. Okay. So he already didn't had dudes come over there and have fun with his wife. He's like, just, baby, just do whatever the hell you want. Man, you wear the pants. He's like, I'm tired of being a breadwinner. <laughs> All right, hold on for a second. Okay, real question. Serious talk. How much do people charge per month for OnlyFans? Because I just created an account. <laughs> what am I doing? By the way, she has all the signs. She has several discreet tattoos. So she's been definitely in these streets. She's been in these streets, bro. Look, tattoo right here. She had a spider black widow in her finger. She also had a tattoo somewhere on her arm. So a lot of times you will see wives like this and think they're good wives. But dude, she already been in these streets. In these streets. She been in these streets. She then been piped down by bros viciously for years before she met that dude. All right. Let me play it again, just so you can pick it up. This is how I pick up things. Watch it. Yeah, she she here it is. Hold on for a second. There's a tattoo right there, tattoo script right there, right there on her forearm. She has one on her shoulder that goes to her neck. And watch when she does like this. She has a tattoo on her inner finger. All right, these are red flags to me. Okay, real question. Serious talk. She had one right there on her inner wrist. How much do people charge per month for only? And there's the spider right there. There's a spider tattoo right there in her middle finger or one of her index finger, her pointer finger, okay? She been in these streets, bro. In these streets. Because I just created an account. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, Nose ring. She got up some big toddies, though. But disclaimer, don't ask me to show you my mud button, okay? Because it's just not happening. Oh, yeah. You've been showed that out in, from college all the way through. So, I listen, enough people done seen it already. And there it is. Ice Cube writes rhymes that I say. <laughs> he like, it's all about making that GTA because the boys in the hood are always hard. Now, why does she have a boys in the hood shirt on? I'll wait. Yeah, draw your own conclusion. You know brothers love them some toddies. They love them some toddies. They didn't been there before, and they probably been there while these people were married. He over there, he's making dinner, and she making TikToks. <laughs> he's making dinner. She's making TikToks. Let me tell you where this is going. He like, I don't care what the hell you do at this point. You can crawl in the corner, curl up in the fetal position, and then wither away. As far as, as far as I'm concerned, I really don't know. Let's listen. Babe, someone commented on my video and said, how does hubby feel about that? Me creating an OnlyFans. Come on, sugar mama. That's how I feel. <laughs> Tired of being the breadwinner around here. Look at that smile of pain. The husband's smile of pain right there. I recognize this. The husband's smile of pain. 
what he said was true. Come on, sugar mama. I'm tired of being a breadwinner, but he had to back it up with the husband's smile of death and doom. He was like, huh, honey, just joking. And she's like, ha, 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 ha. The marital laugh of doom. Ha, 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 ha. When you meet married people and they be coming in, they all plugged in. Hi, Susie and Tom. How you guys doing? Oh, wow. Ha, ha, ha. That was so funny. I was like, I didn't tell a joke yet. Oh, I've just been needing a laugh. Oh, I've been fantastic, CGA. You have a wonderful YouTube channel, and you have a wonderful day. By the way, did I show you video of my little daughter? She's six years old. She plays soccer. She's the goalie, and she was so funny. <laughs> she had on the field. She was picking dandelions out there, but she's on an elite club team, and she's one of the top players in the fifth grade or the first grade. She's going to be fantastic. I'm thinking scholarship. ha, ha, ha. Because despite the fact that we live in a Mac mansion, I've saved zero dollars towards their college fund. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Shh. That's marriage. <laughs> the marital laugh of doom, the marital smile of doom. And she's like, <laughs> you know, they soon as she stopped recording that video, they went right back to boring marital life. <laughs> Oh, you stop recording? Okay. I'm in a sunken place. He's like. Simp sarcasm. Yeah, they dead inside. Look at this. <laughs> we have such a wonderful marriage. We're so funny. <laughs> One more time. Okay. Real question. Serious talk. How much do people charge per month for only? Because I just created an account. <laughs> what am I doing? Um, but disclaimer, don't ask me to show you my mud button. She said, what am I doing? You knew what you were doing. It, didn't it took a long time to go through to fill out that form for you to back out of it. You knew what you were doing. Okay, because it's just not happening. Babe, someone commented on my video and said, how does hubby feel about that? Me creating an OnlyFans. Come on, sugar mama. That's how I feel. I'm tired of being the breadwinner around here. <laughs> so anyway, man. Yeah, he looked a little had of sugar in his tank too, boy. Imagine, man. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, next clip on this one. Uh, this is a clip. Uh, it leaks like a musician clips people's Instagrams and then he makes it and promotes his album or whatever it is. I can't really tell. But uh, read this first clip and you're going to see a woman. She's scantily clad. I want you to read the tag, whatever she has on it. And uh, we'll come back and review it. Hopefully this is safe for you to work here. Let's go ahead and pop it up. Oh, wait a minute. Where is it? Okay. Uh, hold on for a second. It's right here. Okay, here we go. All right, here, here it comes right now. It's going to replay. So it says right there. There she is right there. And um, you see her. She, boy, I mean, imagine. <laughs> like, she literally planned that out. You know what I mean? Let's go. Look, she oiled her breasts and all that. Dude, we're done, man. Our society and relationships are done. We're done if people are doing this. She oiled herself up, put that attire on to do this skit, to have her titties out and that little ass sport and bounce them. Okay, so what does the clip say? What does it say? It says, and people are killing her in here. It says, let's pop this up. Uh, the clip says, visiting my son in college 
and seeing all his hot friends. You see, it says it right there. And somebody recorded this, meaning somebody was behind, like somebody followed her, as you can tell. She didn't stand a phone up there. She had somebody playing. Hey, record me doing this. So somebody is on the other side of the camera. I'm just putting this together for you. She said, I'm going to oil, I'm going to do this, put this on, and then you're going to follow me and watch me plop on the bed. I'm not sure if she has an OnlyFans or not. Watch. See, somebody's following her. Somebody's recording this. You see this? So it's not just as innocent as, oh, I just, eh, eh. This is a very much a production. Now, in the caption, on the screen, it says, visiting my son in college and seeing all his hot friends. That's what it says right there i cannot swear this dude we're done these are just normie people right now how do you recover from this the question now is why such the double standard why is she able to do this and not face as much backlash and actually get support and have women to go yep i dropped my son off at college and there was a bunch of big linebackers and defensive backs and mm, then, but when I say junior college, y'all be saying metaphile. That's the first thing y'all say, metaphile, and you a trick, and this is reprehensible, and she's your daughter's age. You always hear that. But they can do it. Well, she's just joking. I'm pretty sure it's not true. Meanwhile, she in there partying, sucking off college dudes. We know it's the case, and nobody, nobody says anything. This is what I have. This is why I do what I do. And this is why sometimes I make it as big of a scene as I need to make it because I want to show you the double standard because that's there. Nobody would even bother. Well, those guys are the lucky ones. They get to be the lucky ones. And it's not. So nobody probably thought how illegal that would be because it's not illegal. Right. And that woman's probably in her mid. Well, she's saying she has college kids. So we're going to assume she's in her 40s. She doesn't look at the toddies do. But nobody once thought that's illegal. She's talking about children. But when I talk about the junior college, all of a sudden, these are children. All of a sudden, I'm a metaphile. All of a sudden, I'm a dirty old man. You see what I mean? You see what I'm talking about? All of a sudden, the guy's lucky, and these girls are vulnerable, young and dumb. Huh? But at the same time, the girls are more mature than the boys. And the boys can seem to handle this, and they're the lucky dudes. But these girls, I'm taking advantage of them and naive. You find that interesting? This is why I do what I do and say what I say, because I want to highlight this. This woman makes this video and says, visiting my son in college and seeing all his hot friends. And then she shows what she would do when she sees them. Hey, you can't make this up. It's clown world at this particular point. Not only that, nobody's concerned about what the son thinks. Is he going to be embarrassed? Everybody thinks, well, hey, she's exercising her options. But when I say it, guess what? Him a metaphile. This is despicable and reprehensible, obviously. And of course, when I say these things, all of my detractors are not here. They're not here watching all of a sudden. Weird stuff. Anyway, let's go for the last point of this story, and then we'll do the Super Chats and get to the main event. Here's the next part of this story right here. Okay. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, remember, she is not yours. It's just your turn. Who knew Michael Jordan was the second choice? Who knew Juanita 
Jordan was in these streets. Oh, this is going to tip you off. Shout out to whoever shared this on the CoachGregAdams.Locals.com channel. Why are we talking about this? Because we want people to know what the real deal is. You might think this woman was there and faithful and waiting for Michael Jordan. And she was there working her job and working her career. He found her on the uh, after a long day's work. And she hopped on the bus like Rosa Parks and sat in the front and got kicked off the bus and kickstarted the civil rights. And then Michael Jordan came in with the cape. It is not so much. It is not so much. Do you know that the woman who married Michael Jeffrey Jordan, who got $160 million, $68 million from a divorce, he was the second pick. Who knew this? This is news to me. She was dating another player on the team prior to Michael Jordan. She was passed around. This is what we would call in the industry today as a woman. If a woman did this today, if this is Saweetie, if this was Saweetie and Saweetie was dating um, uh, uh, LeBron James and then the next minute she's dating um, uh, Kevin Durant, all right, and they play on the same team, we will be calling, we will be calling that Saweetie girl all kind of 304s. But not so with this one. Let's read the story and let me see if you got the same indicator from her. Okay, here we go. Um, it says right here, Michael Jordan's ex-wife, Juanita Vanoy, who cost him $168 million, and this is a story I'm reporting, who knows if it's true, dated another Bulls player. Michael Jordan had a complicated relationship with his ex-wife, Juanita, but he wasn't the first Bulls player who dated, who Juanita dated. Now, I always tell you there's another bull in the ring. When a woman's deciding to marry you, it's always between one or two, maybe a third person. Juanita and Jordan met at a very early point in their careers, no, or in, in, his, in his career. And Jordan was just starting his career with the Chicago Bulls, and Juanita was a loan officer looking to earn an associate's degree. Wait. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Juanita and Jordan met through a mutual friend who thought the two were perfect together. And they shared their first meeting at Bennigan's in Chicago after a Bulls game. Juanita and Jordan hit it off early and they closed their relationship with the marriage in 89. Juanita and Jordan have three kids. All right. Um, and all three of them. Uh, two, two, I've never even seen the daughter. All right. However, their relationship would sour down the road and the two filed for divorce in 2002. They tried to reconcile, but it didn't work. And in 2006, they made the split official. The divorce led to a record, record settlement for any sports figure as Jordan had to pay Juanita $168 million. Why did they divorce? The reasons are unclear, but there are reports that it was maybe because of Jordan's affairs. He was jealous of Scottie Pippen and Madonna, and he admitted that he paid hush money to Carla uh, Kniffle, who claimed to have been carrying Jordan's child. Hmm. I wonder if that's that dude that plays for the Miami Heat. Anyway, this is alleged. That claim was shut down, but there was enough in the relationship to warrant a divorce, and Jordan is now married to Yvette Prieto, the Puerto Rican. That Puerto Rican mommy. Here, Juanita Vanoy dated the person who took credit for Michael Jordan. Before M Michael Jordan, Juanita was involved with another Bulls player. She dated Reggie Theus who played for the Bulls from 1978 to 1984. 
Uh, I think Michael Jordan joined the Bulls in 1984. Uh, there or around, I believe. And then also, also, Reggie Theus is from UNLV. Reggie Theus. All right, if you guys don't know, some of you young, young heads don't know, Reggie Theus was the guy who was on the TV show. He became an actor, and he later became a basketball coach for college. He coached at um, Cal State Northridge, actually, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, shout out to the Matadors at Cal State Northridge represent. All right. That's where I got my degree from. And y'all can check it too. <laughs> right. Y'all be like, he ain't, him ain't got no degree. We're going to send a letter requesting I thought author, uh, authenticity of the degree. All right. Reggie Theus. This is, oh, wait a minute. This is Reggie Theus, light skin. Uh, UNLV alumni, Reggie Theus. Sacramento King. He, he's more known to play for the Sacramento Kings or the Kansas City Kings back then. And um, that's him with the mustache. That's him. So she dated pretty boy Reggie Theus before. And that's him in the Chicago Bulls uniform. Shout out to Reggie Theus. He later became an actor. He was on a show called Hang Time, if I'm not mistaken. He was the coach and the teacher. And Anthony Anderson was also on that show. That was his debut show. So anyway, and then Reggie Theus got back into coaching. Let's see where Reggie Theus is coaching. Is he still coaching at Cal State Northridge? Where is he at? Coaching. Where is he at? Reggie Theus. So that was, let me see here. He's the, oh, he's at, New, oh, he was at New Mexico State. Where is he at now? Is he back at New Mexico State? He made his rounds, man. Re Reggie Theus was, oh, he was on, Reggie Theus. Man, he be, he be getting around. Oh, he's at um, he's at a swag school. Okay, he he down bad then now, right? He at Bethune Cookman now. <laughs> he down bad. <laughs> when you go to the coach at the black schools, bro, you down. But anyway, <laughs> we used to say that in the industry. By the way, we used to say that. I know people are offended, but I actually coached at a historically black school, and uh, when um when um I um. When I, when I went there, was young in my career, I coached at Southern University in Baton Rouge, and I was an assistant there, recruiting coordinator, and I recruited some players there. We went to the NCAA tournament and all that. Well, people told me, you, people told me to get out of there if I wanted to get into D, stay in D1. They was like, don't stay there long. <laughs> You'll never get out. And so I then went to San Jose State the next year. I only spent the year there. They were like, you got, if you stay in, if you stay in the uh, SWAC, You'll never get out of the swag. You'll just do this chitlin circuit. And they're like, get out. They told me to get out because you'll, you'll get a reputation of being a HBCU coach. And so right now, it still looks like Reggie Theus is now coaching at Bethune-Cookman. And he's been around. This dude, uh, Louisville, New Mexico State, Sacramento Kings, Minnesota Timberwolves, the, the G League, Big Three, Cal State Northridge, Bethune-Cookman, UNLV. This dude been around. But uh, here it is right here. Uh, let's get back to One Night of Jordan. Uh, yeah, I was the OG get out. You got a super chat on the on the other channel, the Notorious CGA. All right, where are we at here? It says right here, Manita was involved with Reggie Theus before Michael Jordan. So she's industry. She industry girl. She's not the little pretty princess wife that she appears to be. She went from one NBA dude to another one. The Bulls team he was on was incredibly bad. And for that reason, he takes credit for Chicago having Michael Jordan. And quote, I took a lot of credit for their success, Theus 
said once, because if we weren't so bad, they wouldn't have never gotten Michael Jordan. The timeline of Juanita and Reggie's relationship is a little unclear. So they trying to not throw her in these streets. In these streets. Oh, they oh, uh oh, we got a couple people saying MK Ultra handler. Oh, we're going in. Mm. <laughs> oh no. Woo. Yeah, the industry's small, guys. There's not a lot of women that are able to be in these industries. So they all kind of just share uh these things here. Y'all going MK Ultra? Y'all gonna get me shut down. New, 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 new world order. But it is what it is. It says the timeline of their relationship, Juanita and Reggie relationship is a little unclear, but the two dated in 1983 for approximately a year. Things cut off, and that's when Juanita landed Jordan. Imagine level up. Goodness, level up, level up, level up. This is the this was the early day Sierra. This was Sierra, the earlier days. Oh, man, Reggie Theus, and Reggie Theus was not mincemeat. I believe he was probably an NBA pro. What did he call it? All-star? Reggie Theus was, the he, you know, for you young heads, Reggie Theus cabal. He was a star wherever he went, but he just played for bad teams. Like he was a point guard, a point, a punt guard, as they call it in Baton Rouge. So Reggie Theus was no mincemeat. He was a, he was a star. And then she went from Reggie Diaz to Michael Jordan. Imagine, okay? Mm. Says right here, she landed in Michael. This one, she landed. She, wait a minute. She landed in Michael Jordan's lap. So the people who were saying, handler, you might not be far off. Some people just know how to work the industry. Wow, that's a level up. Let me make sure I got to the end of that argument. Yeah, argument, article. And uh, interesting, right? These are things you did not know. Things you did not know. Things that make you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. And these people have all the information. She had all the secrets. She knew where the bodies were buried. And they just stay in the background. Your handler and whatnot. Wow. Set him up. You guys don't know, man. Sometimes y'all be meeting FBI agents. Let me get to these super chats. Uh, Let's see here. You got super chats. You got to go to the Notorious CGA channel to super chat. Jammer understands. I got you, brother. Shout out to Albert Wesker says, shout out to when Goldust gave Ahmed Johnson CPR. So were you asking me about Dusty Rhodes or Dustin Rhodes? The original comment, because Dustin Rhodes has always been playing those characters, but I don't, well, listen, I don't know who does what. O'Neal Perez says, ravishing Rick Rude used to put his opponent's face on his thighs and then he do a little dance pause. I know, man. Dude, with some of these things we watched as kids. All right, last rational rationality says, hope to see CGA and Aaron Clary blue chip collab. Shout out to Aaron Clary. Great guy. Great guy. I know him, met him a few times, and he knows his stuff. All right, shout out to him. Uh, let's go over to Cash App, Cash App, Cash App. Let's Cash App, Cash Out. What do we got over here? We got, to, oh, we got quite a few people here. Shout out to OG1 says BW Cougar moved in my building and she own it. Do not mess with women in your building. Okay. Even the movie how, how to have a player or how to be a player says this. It's it's gonna be cool for a minute, right? But then when it cools off, it's gonna get weird. Buckle up. It can get weird in an infinite amount of, amount of ways, but just know it's going to get weird. It's not going to last. You're not going to have a hookup of friends with benefits. 
the whole time you're there and then just break it off. It's going to get weird. Okay, so be careful. Be careful if you do that. You're asking for trouble more likely than not. Okay, because first of all, let's just say you're a player and you got a rotation. It's like the movie Boomerang where the neighbor was always interrupting and she was belligerent, played by Tisha Campbell. Remembering he had the girls over and the neighbor would be all peeking in. Um, believe it or not, I had a situation with the Orange County woman who I used to go down. She lived right downstairs. I used to clap them cheeks and then um, it got weird. Right. And then all of a sudden, when I had my little rotation, I was trying to do what I was doing. I had to sneak them past her door, go all the way around the other building. Then she was having her things. I would hear her door open and close in the middle of the night. I go run into the window. What's going on down there? Okay. What's going on down there? She's she coming in and out pretty late at night. Huh? And she was very sexual. Like, like she was, this woman was like a, a, a machine. Meaning if you wasn't piping her down, somebody was, <laughs> she was a machine. So you couldn't let her, like, if you, if you, like, I never got into a relationship with her. Actually, she was trying to push relationship with me. And I was the one saying, no, no, no. But, but she was so much of a machine that if you weren't giving it to her, she was going to find easily find somebody would do it. She was not going to wait around for you. She was not waiting around. So like, she was the one that like immediately when I was like, man, go, I kicked her to the curb. <laughs> and she was like, okay, next day, a simp was waiting outside. Next day, there was a dude waiting. Like, looks like I'm up. He was filing his nails like this waiting for her to come home. And I happened to be pulling in with my five series BMW. I thought I was the shit. I pulled up. I was like, who this dude? And I met him before she introduced me to him. And she was like, this is the next bull in the ring. If you don't act right, you don't act right. and wipe me up. <laughs> she was just sitting there. He was sitting there like, mm -hmm. he saw me pull up. He nodded to me. Like, looks like I'm up. She just called him out. She was like, need a righty. She was like, need a righty. And I was looking like, the hell? And I just kicked her to the curb. I was like, man, you can go somewhere, man. I got plenty of hoes. She was like, oh, word? She was like, she went out. She walked out to the mound, was like, give me a lefty. <laughs> was like, wow. And she came out, and she and she knew I knew. And because she would spy on me because she could actually when she walked out her door, she could see a part of my living part of my living room. And she knew when the lights were on and the lights was off. She knew when people came, came and came and went. And one day I had to put I had to put a uh, I had this this woman who was very fit. She was in a gym that I went to and I was messing with her. She was going through a divorce, divorce ace. And um, I had it set up that I was she was leaving my place. And this woman was leaving. She was coming in with the same dude she replaced me with. And she always thought that, oh, I'm the best you could ever get. But I brought this other chick down the stairs and passed her. She was like, because <laughs> she was she was very insecure. So um, she was overly cockety, but cocky, but very insecure. So she saw the woman I was with. She was like, guess what? She started texting me again. She also, this woman also, she was a red pill. This woman was a red pill. She also had several men paying her rent and car notes. She also 
had several older men. This woman was early 30s. Orange County blondies, flat, flat back. She had several older men paying her rent and car note. Range Rover. I was like, dude, she was a big old red pill. <laughs> he says coach the black pill. Several. And she was the also the one. I've given I've shared stories about her. I've, I've shared stories about her. She's also, because I would mess around with her. I would never commit. And every now and then she would go through some breakup and she'd be like, okay, I want to come over real quick and I'll let her come over. And she was highly attractive. Like she was the one that I would, that a guy would say, I get a highly attractive girl for free. I just played my lane. I literally would get her for free like that. She would just go, but it would be like once, maybe twice a year. But she also, she also was a, also she would date serial date and guys would take her everywhere, take her on trips. They would buy, pay her for her cars. They would um take her to restaurants. I went to her refrigerator one time. I was like, you got some water? I go to her refrigerator. I open up. She has leftover containers from every top restaurant in Orange County. Okay. Somebody says she an escort. Yeah, I, look, that's what that's what women do. She an apex predator escort. Uh, that's what they do. Every top restaurant, she had Mastro's. She had Fleming's. She had. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And she was like, oh, you know. Like, to her, when a guy took her out to that, it was, like, routine. And I was like, where do you get all these containers from? She was like, oh, I went out. I had a date, and this guy took me here. This guy took me here. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Dude, she was a red pill. She was, like, the closest I got to, like, the apex predator. She, I studied her and got my ideas about the apex predator getting close to her. She was the apex predator. And, and she was on another pl planet. She was on another planet with her mind. Well, this is when I tell you women live in the player alone universe, meaning what's normal to you is not in, in their world. Like they never see your world. They never see your world because they never they don't live in your world. So she's like, what? You're not going to commit after what? You're not going to take me to Costa Rica. What? You're not going to take. You're not going to take me to master. You know. <laughs> like, that's weird to her. She's like, that's weird. What? All men do these things. All men simp. All men. She was in a never world. And also. And she knows I talk about her because she's always like, just when you talk about me, don't say my name. She's like, make a fake name. And then she'll say, what name did you give me? This is her. Um, She also was a woman that I would call crazy. I would say you're crazy. And she get triggered. <laughs> she get triggered. I'd be like, you're crazy. And she said, don't call me crazy. And her blonde hair will fly up like this and be all messed up in her face. Don't call me crazy. I'd be like, well, you're crazy. And she'd get triggered. Mm. You know why? Because in, she lived in, she knows she's in a different universe. <laughs> yep, she was crazy. I was like, damn, you crazy. Don't call me crazy. <laughs> she I was like, she kind of always reminded me of, um, uh, I always said who she looked like, but people would be like, I ah, know you lying. She reminded me like of um, Denise Richardson. Like that's kind of what she reminded me of. Or there would be somebody else that was a little bit more closer to her. She remind. Oh, you know who she reminded me of it was Cameron Diaz. All right. She was kind of like that mold. She was like that.
All right, but she was a loony tip. By the way, I met her. She because we were in uh we we lived in the same apartment. That's how it worked. That's how it went down. So proximity was the answer. It wasn't running game. I was just there. She went through a breakup. We she moved in. I was going out to my car. We bumped into each other, and I knew it was on from there. By the way, she was looking at me. I was like, oh, she going I'm hitting that for sure. But it's a mistake. It's, it, it, it ended up being hellish for a long time and heaven for a little time. Yeah, a young Cameron Diaz. And Cameron Diaz probably crazy too. So, but that woman, I could never, I wouldn't be able to handle a woman like that. Like keep her to keep her. Nah. What are we doing? Oh, I paid a price. It, it, she was, um, when I hung out with her, it was exhausting. When I was with her, it was fun, but it was exhausting. Like, I was like, it was like it wasn't easy. It was always just kind of tense. Her energy, she, she had this energy. It was just like, oh, man. But a lot of guys put up with that, and then they say, I get it for free. I would be worn out in a whole, my battery would be drained. I would be annoyed. Um, she keep you up late. She was all over the place. <laughs> she was all over the place and very like, oh, she was just kind of like, oh, she's like a pit bull. I, I'm, I'm ambitious. And she was always going to be the next big, big thing, man. I was like, this girl's crazy, man. I can't deal with her. She was a succubus. She was a true succubus. She was a true succubi. And she followed me. She's also the woman. I'm always telling stories about her. She's also the woman where I say women keep notes in their phones. She knows I talk about her. Um, She keeps notes in her phone. She's the woman that had two Gregs in her phone notes. And then she said, remember that time you said? And I was like, I never did that. She was like, I have it here in my notes. <laughs> and then she pulled out her phone and she went to her notes about, she kept notes on all the dudes. She went to her notes. She was like, oh, that's the other Greg. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> This girl, that was her, man. I learned so much from her because we were, we were, we lived near each other for like four years. And then even when I moved, we still saw each other and went out and she would take me out to dinner. She was a woman who paid for me. She'd take me out to dinner. She's like, let's go to dinner. She'd be going through a breakup with one of her sugar daddies. And then she's like, let's go to dinner and go screw. She'd take me out. She paid for the dinner. We'd go do our thing. So yes, the idea of, yeah, you can get it for free is there. I'm not saying you could do that, but you're paying the price. Like I, I lost a lot of, I lost a lot dealing with her. And she's a predator. Hit the like button in the building. We'll get to Johnny Depp. All right, let me do two more. Eugene Morgan, he says, you had me dead the other day when you said YouTube was like Scooby-Doo and they pulled the hat off. Yep. And they pulled the hood. See who's under the hood. He says, anyway, I'll stick to Venmo. Don't let YT get any percentage. Yeah, it's always weird because I actually probably was making more. more. Uh, it depends. I do need monetization. Shout out to Brian in the building. He says, CGA remains undefeated. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, man. Shout out to the Dr. Thunder, man. Keep, do keep doing what you do. You're actually a great YouTuber, man. He says, here's to support. Going to catch the replay. All right, Leaf is in the building. Thank you, sir, for your super chat. And then Norman is in the building. Uh, shout out to you for your for your cash app. Yeah, she was a soul sucker. She was a soul drainer. 
she drains your soul. She was the true. And I tell her all of these things. I never held, hid it. I never hid nothing from her. I always used to tell her everything that I tell you, I would tell her. And she used to be looking at me like, man, you're. But she also will go through relationship, 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 and she'd be chasing the relationship. And I'd be like, you ain't going to get nobody. You ain't going to have nobody. Like I was giving her MGTOW and red pill stuff. And she'd be like, you're just bitter, hurt. Everything that people say to me on YouTube, she said it to me. You're bitter, you're hurt, you're insecure. But she also was having sex with me, right? So that's the other benefit. That's why people don't phase me because everything I've heard from you, she told me. And she's been telling me this since 2016. So you, you ain't said nothing new that I haven't heard from her. Please. Yeah, she's a bimbo. Yeah, she had to who hurt you. Everything. Because she followed me. She's been following me since I started in 2018. And before that, she we met right when I was starting listening to Red Pill, like all the time, like consuming it, and then starting my channel. She was there the whole time. And she's been there the whole time after that, all my growth. So she's seen and heard everything. She watched my video. She saw me on Instagram. She'd be like, you're a woman hater, all that stuff. So she said it all. She was my, my basically, uh, she was my sounding board. No, man, we're going over the hour today. I already previewed that. SAU says, coach, good afternoon. Still alert at all times. Something is coming. We got to lay low and stack. Shout out to the coach gang. Yeah, we got to do something's weird on the horizons. Yep. Where are we at here? Somebody said, can we see a picture of her feet? A actually, there's a there. If you if you're on my Instagram, she's there. She's there. There's a there's a link. There's a there's a there's a post that I have. She's one of the pictures. You'll see her, and you can kind of see if I'm matching up. Now, I said Cameron Diaz and all that. You're going to be like, oh, well, no, no. She's in there. She's in there, and she doesn't hide. Like, if we go out, she'll take pictures with me and whatnot. Take take pictures with me. He says, Coach still loves her. No, no, she loves me, man. She's more like a – she's definitely a friend. I can't handle her. I can't handle her. If I if – I, no, no, not the rapping gifts, girl. Um, if I got into a relationship with her, I probably would be done. I would be done for. I could not deal with her. She's draining. She's a true succubus. And this is what Johnny Depp is going to experience. This is what Johnny Depp is going to experience. So men need to realize that even if you have the situation like this girl, she's beautiful. She's what you want. She might even be your type. Sometimes you got to pass. Sometimes you got to not be in a relationship. And that's kind of the course that I've taken, knowing that I wasn't in the right place. And I wanted to be in a better place. So that, that's why I wrote this free agent lifestyle, right? And the, even in the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, it says, it says in the book, this is not a long-term plan, meaning you're not going to be away from women long-term. You just need a break to build yourself. And then you'll have leverage and options enough to make a decision how you're going to re-enter relationships, cohabitation, and whatnot. But most men are so broken, and their spirit is so broken from their early relationships and early pain that they never heal, they never go free agent, they never go their own way, and then they constantly jump in relationships when they have no business. So when you read my book, Free Agent Lifestyle, it's going to be different than you think because you're thinking separate from women forever, 
Well, that would be kind of going your own way forever. But what it says in there is build yourself. Then you'll actually have a little, you'll know what you're losing. And then probably it says in this, in the same portion of the book, you might even decide to stay away from relationships forever. And that's kind of what I've done. Who knows if I'll get into one in the future. It's not going to be in the near future, but I, I did so well in the free agent lifestyle. I did so well going my own way that now relationships seem dumb. It doesn't seem like a good idea because I have a lot more to lose. And that's the power of healing. That's the problem of stepping away. Uh, not, not the problem. That's the, that's the benefit of stepping away. That's the benefit of healing. You get that. But most guys don't get the healing and then you jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in, and you never get the benefit of hindsight or looking outside in. You never get that, and you make mistake after mistake after mistake. And so Johnny Depp just went through a very traumatic experience, a very traumatic trial, spent millions of dollars. He went through a very, very, very pitiful woman, abusive woman. He has everybody on his side. He had lawyers working from him. What does he do? What does he do? Let's go ahead and look. This is what we try to encourage men to figure out. Okay, you got to break away. You got to get away. People say, no, just do it again. And no, find a woman that'll build with you. And no, just get back in. I'll find a new one. No, you don't do it. You need to stop because you need time to figure out who you are or you're going to make the same mistake again. Johnny Depp dating the UK lawyer in the defamation trial. This is not good. I tell men who go through divorces, do not get into another relationship for another three to five years. And I also tell married men who go through a divorce or a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship, do not mess with normie chicks, meaning normie, uh, ham and egg, NPC, um, what, what, what we would call hopeless romantics, for another three to five years. Do not deal with them. If you got to deal with some pros and some sugar babies or whatever you need to do, if you need to rent a chick, if you needed little friends with benefit, do not commit to anything because you're not ready. And the worst of the worst, this dude gets with a lawyer. He's sleeping with this lawyer who defended him in the first United Kingdom Um. Defense. Now, it's not Camille Vasquez. She's the more attractive one. And Camille Vasquez was the one who was uh, giving Amber Heard the problems, right? So that's Camille Vasquez. She was giving Amber Heard all kind of problems, right? It's not that one. It's actually the case that he, I think, lost, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, somebody said, what's an NPC? Non-playable character. I believe that's what it is. That's... um. Uh, someone on a video game, you play these kind of, um, I think they call them, I can't remember what they call them, but uh, those games where you kind of walk around, they had them in Mario too, where they were just there, they didn't do nothing, they just repeated the same thing, you go in the door, and that person was saying there, hi, do you want to buy some seashells? Hi, do you want to buy some seashells? They're only programmed to do that one thing. You can knock them out, you can run into them, same thing as Grand Theft Auto, uh, SimCity, there, there's, the, there's a non-playable character that's programmed to say just a few things. Okay, they don't do nothing else. Just uh, this is most of Americans. Most Americans are NPCs. 
all right, this is how I get to work. Uh, this is what food I ate. I'm going to start a diet. Oh, I'm thinking of going to get a gym membership. I mean, every day it's the same bullshit, same conversation. All right. Then when you come in and you say something just slightly out of the matrix, <laughs> you come in and you come outside the matrix just slightly. Now I'm way outside the matrix, like, right. So people come in here, NPCs be like, oh. But if you say something slight, how dare you? What? Oh, that can't be true. What? How dare? That's an NPC. They, you go right off the edge of blue pill. They will go nuts. They'll glitch. They'll hold. They does not compute. Does not compute. To them, conspiracy theories, theorists are always wrong. To them, conspiracy theorists are never right. <laughs> uh, uh, NPC's favorite phrase is F Donald Trump, right? Huh? 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 Sit your ass down. <laughs> right? Because they're plugged in to think that you're going to respond to what their response is. Even if they don't believe it, they're going to respond that way. They're an NPC. Everything's right here loaded at the tip of their tongue. Oh, who hurt you? That's what an NPC would say. They have no thought. They just want to go right off here. They predictably are going to say that and go walk away. Oh, I got them. I hit them with the who hurt you. Or a woman would say, no uterus, no opinion. That would be an NPC response because they think there's no response back to that. And many times you're stuck because you're like, well, I don't got no uterus. And the minute you fight back, they don't do nothing but get angry and glitch. So the next step from who hurt you is to get angry and glitch. That's an NPC. They're just plugged in with the proper response. Do you want to buy some seashells? Who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt you? Three laughing emojis. Same thing. That's NPC response. Orange man bad. Yes, that, that would be an NPC response. They're all programmed to say these things and they pull it out. Orange man bad. <laughs> oh, man. That's, this is NPCs. So anyway. They don't think about it. It's just program response. No argument, no debate. And then the next step from that is anger or walk away or belligerence or Karen or. <laughs> All right, enough about this. Yeah, oxygen thief at best. So uh, anyway, yeah, they would tend to go and do things like protest. You know, that the NPCs show up to protest. All right, grab your sign. All right, get the sign up. All right, here we go. No justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. All right, everybody say it right now. Here we go. <laughs> that, that's an NPC. I would stand out there and be like, nah, I don't want no damn sign. Oh, what's wrong with him? <laughs> All right, here we go. Stop. Uh, Johnny Depp, let's read his article here. Johnny Depp dating a UK lawyer in a defamation trial. This is absolutely reprehensible. He's not prepared, guys. This is, he's emotionally damaged. He needs about three to five years before he dates anyone. Before he, yeah, somebody said no dating. He shouldn't date anyone for the next five years. But of course, he get in there, he clapped her cheeks. This lawyer, this lawyer made herself, made himself available or made herself available to him while he's defending him. That has to be a conflict of interest. Something about attorney client privilege. This has to be interesting. Turns out Johnny Depp is indeed dating one of his lawyers in the defamation case, but it's not Camille Vasquez. I think this is reprehensible of the lawyer. 
I think the lawyer is preying on Johnny. She should know better. And she's preying on his vulnerability. This is just my opinion. Uh, Johnny is dating an attorney called, her name is Noel Rich, who repped him in the UK trial that he lost. Yep, I was correct on that. So he went over to the UK and lost this one. Apparently, Johnny didn't hold that defeat against her because TMC has confirmed that they are indeed together. Okay, Rich is married. Damn, another. How many red flags do we have here? She's a lawyer. She's preying on his vulnerability. He probably She probably knows everything about him and will use it against him. This is a problem. She knows his inner demons and his deepest, darkest, darkest secrets. And she's going to use it against him. Stop with the hope strategy. This guy's been married twice already. And both of these marriages were very, very bad. She knows that he's a substance abuser, allegedly, and that he drinks uh, mega glasses, mega pints of wine. And she knows about the how to manipulate and gaslight him. Will she do it immediately? No, but she's going to do it. He says, nah, he says, he's oh, uh, here it is right here. Uh, Rich, Rich is married, but now in the process of getting a divorce. She, so, so. So so when people say, nah, they'll be a fine, she's already divorcing a man. She's still married to the guy. What kind of character is this? And not only that, I'm sure she's leveling up. I'm sure she has, if somebody says she sees the money, I'm sure she knows how much, she knows how much every dime Johnny Depp has. So quit with the hopeless romantic stuff. This is targeting. This is high value targeting. This is despicable to me. This is how I see it. She and her estranged husband share two kids. So she's a single mother. Well, she will she'll be a co-parent. This is the other girl, Camille Vasquez, who's the better looking of the two. But, uh, you know, everybody would hope it would be her. Rich was not part of the Virginia trial that beat Amber Heard, but she was present in court for support. This according to Us Weekly, which broke the story. Lots of folks who followed the Virginia trial were convinced Johnny and Camille were together. Something that angered Camille, this is her, the other attorney, who called the speculation sexist. As for Rich, she's a UK lawyer. Guys, don't date lawyers. Mm. Don't date lawyers, man. I just said, I dated a lawyer. It was bad. <laughs> okay. Um, and yes, it only took one for me to come to this conclusion. I don't need to date another one. The problem with lawyers tend to be they love to argue. And not only that, they think you're stupid. All right. Lawyers think you're dumb. And they think they're very smart. And so they like to argue. That's what lawyers do. And so when it's time to come up with something, they're always going to do the devil's advocate bullshit and play the other side. And, oh, dude, it's so rep it's so tacky. All right. They think you're dumb and uneducated. And they think they're super smart. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as for Rich, she's a UK lawyer. Her bio says she works for defend, works to defend clients' reputations against false and defamation, defamatory. She's going to try. Hey, by the way, uh, whatever I said about you, Mrs. Rich, is alleged. So I don't want no beef. Uh, and she also it says defamatory allegations in print, online, and social media. Uh-oh. Hold up for a second. Uh, everything I said about her is alleged. <laughs> so she defends uh, defamatory allegations in print, online, and on social media. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, don't let her watch this stream. Anyway, I don't know nothing about this lady. 
everything I said was alleged. Uh, it goes on to say that she has a particular expertise in protecting individuals' privacy privacy from unwarranted intrusion and media attention. Oh, shit. <laughs> By the way, uh, TMZ covered this story. TMZ is the source. Everything I said, TMZ is the source, not I. I'm sourcing TMZ. Uh, anyway, what about this lady? What a fine lady this woman is. Look at her. She's never been in these streets. She's not targeting or apex predatoring him. If y'all see me, man, all right, I'm going to be in my car streaming. I'm going to be in my car streaming after this ish. Bad news. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Do not take any advice from me because I'm a comedian. You know what? It's just time. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, this show does not promote hate nor harm of any individual or any person based on their gender relationship status or their race or class or their profession or their closeness to celebrity actors. Yeah, the goal of this show is to promote healthy choices specifically for men in lifestyle finances and in emotional relationships and all of that. And trust the lawyer. Anyway. <laughs> all right, she like, I got him. Got him. All right, let me get into these super chats. Let me dig in. Pause. I read her bio and I'm like, oh, hell. I don't want no smoke. But I want some smoke. I don't want any. I'm going to be recording from a phone. All right, CGA here. My phone overheating. Porsche gone. All of that. They're going to make me sell all that. Anyway, let me see here. Incognito. Thought Leader says, good to see you back in the game. I wanted to clap Camille's cheeks. Yeah, he says, um, Rich is getting ready to get the, to the bottom of the bottle. Rich is getting ready to get the bottom of the bottle. Wow. Uh, by the way, Camille is kind of attractive. She's definitely the more attractive. one. All right. Sheldon Ross says, Johnny is cool. All he has to do is hold masculine frame and nothing bad will happen. That's it. Masculine frame is the answer to everything. Well, you weren't holding on to your masculine frame, obviously. So that means you're not an alpha. All right, we got uh, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App. We we cleared the deck on Venmo. Uh, where we at here? Shalom is in the building. He says, every day we stray further away from God, coach. Yep, and I'm not that even, you know, a lot of people are spiritual, so I don't like to trample on you guys, and I'm open to everybody's religion. But um, yeah, man, we are in a godless society, yeah, if you will, if you are a spiritual person. And if you... If you're saying we still have God in this world, in this society, meaning a spiritual moral compass, our moral compass is gone. So much so that the corrupt moral people will make me out to be the bad guy. When if they listen to me, I'm actually giving y'all more direction and having a moral compass. Right. But I'm on the dark side. I will tell you that. But nah, man, it's all gone. Shout out to Matthew. He says, free agent lifestyle. I crossed the $125,000 a year mark in the building, yo. So he said. I'm rich, bitch. Indeed. Yes, indeed. And you are rich in this world right now. You're rich in this world. Uh, SL, wait a minute. So I got, uh, did I get Caitlin? I didn't get Caitlin. 
we did have a co-sponsor. If even Michael Jeffrey Jordan was a woman's second choice, we as men and women must really suck at monogamy. No one will ever be our first, last, and only. Those days are gone. I mean, I know people went along for that. And this is why it makes it difficult for me to date older women, right, in their 40s. Because I know, man, you've been at this cracking, back cracking since 15, 16, 17, some earlier, 14, 13, 12. Nah, it's impossible for you to what they call, um, it slips my mind, mate. Now, what is it? It's impossible for you to, um, what is the word? You guys know it. You know, some principles slip my mind, the easy ones. Parabon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Slip my mind. It's impossible to parabon. And I see it when I deal with women, probably right at the age of 32. Okay. Even if it's some, like, even if it's like a seeking thing, right at 32, they're very disingenuous. It's not even genuine. And I'm pretty much unplugged. And they run the silliest ass to me, goofy ass strategies to mate. And it's very much like, it's very much like if I'm a major league baseball dominant power hitter and this mother sucker think he's going to trick me with some pitch. I'm like, dude, uh, oh man, it, it's actually to me, just being honest, it's, um, it makes it it it's offensive. It's offensive, right? The stuff that they tell you. I've been in a relationship for five years, and I've never been taken out on a real date, and I've never been taken out and had somebody do this. And I'm looking to, I mean, it's just like, oh, and I'm looking to commit. I'm looking to settle down. I can count the men, the number of men I've been with on one hand. I'm not like those other girls. All right, I know what love is. I know how to treat a man. All right, when you when you clap in their cheeks, they are oh oh you're doing so good. Oh, oh, I oh, isn't this great? It's fantastic. Like you ain't got no kind of feeling inside. <laughs> Come on, you can't feel this. <laughs> you already been ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. You ain't got no kind of feeling inside <laughs> right it's these things oh and they're getting all cute and flirty it's just like <laughs> to me i'm like would you stop this flirting it just looks reprehensible stop the flirting thing oh 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 this is uh, fantastic. Oh, I love the wine. I love the ambiance. I just love it. Oh, don't you feel sexy? Doesn't it make you feel sexy? Would you shut up? Mm. <laughs> like, stop. I just, it, it's annoying what you're doing. You're too old for this. You're, you're too old for this to try to trick me. And you think this is going to work on me? This is not working on me. It's actually turning me off. Stop. It, it, it's like, it's offensive. Well, you never know, and you never know, and you just got turned off. It just takes the right person. And one day you'll meet your soulmate, and it's just like serendipity. And they'll be like 30, 34, 39, 40, 42, 46, divorced twice, 18 boyfriends, two fiancés that failed. One time they ran runaway bride, two baby daddies. 
like, why didn't it work then? Like, come on, come on. You have 50, 11 chances already. Why do you think you're going to trick me into this bullshit? And I'll be, I'll be patient number 50, 11. I'll be just the next dude that's here. They be on Tinder. I'm talking to nobody else but you. I only I don't talk to a lot of guys. I just don't have time for that. It's only you. And then when, if it doesn't work out with me, I'll just go to the next one. No, stop. What the? That's offensive. Stop offending me. It's offensive, and, and I it's reprehensible. I don't like to play those games. I don't like to even have the conversation. It's just NPC stuff. I'm special. I know my worth. I know my worth and my worth, and I multiply it by 10. And everybody, whoever doesn't see it, they just don't see it. Yes, I'm 42, and I live in the Captain Crunch Crumb Crumbs apartment, and I got two baby daddies, and I got two kids, and I know I'm valuable, and I know I look better. I actually feel better in my skin than I did when I was 24, and if you like 24-year-old woman, well, poo-poo to you because how dare you? You're a metaphile, and you should like women your own age, and we'll be a power couple, and all my investment in stocks and bonds is locked and secure. I'm a millionaire net worth, and I own my own home, and then you find out all of that shit is untrue. <laughs> I own five homes and I'm getting into real estate. I'm actually considering the, uh, um, the career change and I'm going to go be a real estate agent and I'm going to have all of these houses wholesale and I'm going to be the next real estate star. I'm going to be a only, I'm getting, I'm starting to, they're going to, they going to name a, they, they going to name a new reality show after me and I'm going to be the next real housewife of Beverly Hills. Like shut the hell. <laughs> you like, man, you know, none of that stuff is going to happen. None of none of that stuff you talk about gonna happen. You wasting your breath. Everything you saying is a flat out lie. All you need to say is, "I need you. I'm broke. Rents due. Rents due. Your rents due, motherfucker." I was just fornicated yesterday. He ran up all up all in me, skied it, and all of that stuff. I'm leaking him right now, but I'm sitting across from you, and I'm going back to him the night after this date. Thank you very much. Good night. And I don't kiss on the first date, nor do you think I, I am not that type of girl. You think you're just going to take me home without whining and dining me? I never do that. And as soon as she comes home, there's a dude sitting outside of her apartment waiting there, Dexter. And Demetrius waiting there and say, damn, what took you so long? Get your ass in there. Grabs her by the scruff of the neck, buries her face in the pillow bus and then he don't say nothing two words from her and he bounces outside the door and then she texts me made it home ping mm. <laughs> good night good night sir thank you for a wonderful time ping she in the shower <laughs> all right stop good morning I love good morning texts. All men that I'm with must send me good morning texts every day without fail. Same time, 7.30. And if you don't do this and follow this, well, you're just not the one. I'm just going to write you off and go to the next one. You must send me a good morning text. That is the bare minimum. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies in here like this reprehensible. Stop, man. Stop. It's I, I can't. I, don't, I can't even play goofy like it, it's not even flirting to me. It's actually painful to sit across from a person like that. It's so painful. I'll be looking at them like. Mm. So anyway, 
That's why I can't do it. Because I know they're just playing a little game in their head, right? And they think you're so dumb. They think you're so dumb that you're falling for it. It's mad disrespectful. It's like, dude, do you this think, is that what you think of me? Shout out to who is this in here? This is a definitely a co-sponsorship. Shout out to you. What do we have here? Coach, it would be nice for you to do a show on the talented Mr. Ripley, how the empowerment of women is pushed the um, coagulation of society, the Baphomet worship. I'm not that deep. He says uh, how one of the main reasons that women have raised the bar so high is due to the fact that they have mimicked men to the point that they have killed us off in their mind. Yeah, I actually, I want to review that. They work in corporate America, drive sports cars, uh, big trucks, and talk like us. They have thrown the need for masculinity over the boat and in their mind replaced us with themselves. I've noticed this more and more. So no wonder they feel men must be over six or must have their six standards, like must meet their six standards. The bar has raised above reality. All right. Yesterday, I took the little um, um, blazing chick. By the way, dude, she was the baddest one in the whole place. Everybody, even the women were stopping by. We would walk by. Everybody's looking at us. All right. Uh, but anyway, she had this long pony. I don't even know if it's real, but she's Filipino and black. Anyway, point of the story is she was very elegant looking. We go to this cigar place in Las Vegas. Cigar bar. The point of the story is we go to the cigar bar. She knows how to smoke cigars. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go stop here. I'm going to go to the cigar bar. All right, and it's a, it's a lounge. It's a big lounge. It's in a very, um, it's in a high-end casino area. High-end casino area. So we go in. She's like, oh, I smoke this particular cigar, number two. Okay, Monte Cristo. She says, I smoke Monte Cristo, number two. My dad was in the cigars. That means she dated a guy that was in the cigars. But anyway. <laughs> and uh, we go there, and I go get my cigar. I smoke in a uh, Fuentes, all right, Arturo Fuente. We go, we chilling. I, I'm looking in the, I'm looking out. So we sitting in a, a perched area where we can see everybody. And we're sitting kind of like on a throne. So everybody can see us, we can see them. There were more women in there than men. So the point of this thing about masculinity, there were more women in there than men. And this place was swimming with older men. The dynamic was this for you NPCs out here. The dynamic was mostly older men, younger women. So the women fluctuated in age. There were some as young as 21, but there was this badass chick, boy. She was like, I was, she was amazing. And then, but, but it was like more like 21, 25. This is the women. Some, there were some 30, 40 year olds. The men were all 40, 50, 60 where the women were 20, 30, 40. The men were, uh, it looked like, yeah, it was, the, it was the dynamic of what you would think luxury, elite, high status, high class. There was no bullshit. There was no ninjas in there. There were black people in there, but there was no ninjas. There were, you know, everybody kind of was representing higher status, higher class, right? Watch, sports coat, uh, business casual, all the way up to dress casual. Now, this is a place that most NPCs never see. And you would be shocked at what you're seeing in there because you're seeing the dynamic men 40, 50, 60, and all the women 20, 30, 40. Dressed to the nines, smoking cigars, and whatnot, right? So 
the conversation, he says, no ninjas. Yeah, you would have to have, ja- I didn't have a jacket on. I had a very nice dress shirt on, though. Black men were there. None of them talked to me. So what you were seeing was this dynamic of, uh, you know, it was very Las Vegas and very much what you see in a higher class. Now, most people are in the middle class and low class, so they never see this. So in their world, same age people, they same age people, they never would be able to even operate and function in that environment. With that being said, the masculinity issue, the cigar, all almost all the women were there smoking cigars, and it was big, big D energy, <laughs> okay? From the women and the men. They're, the women weren't sitting over there. Oh, my God. Oh, the smoke. Oh, it's think They weren't doing that. They was in there. <laughs> big D energy from the men and the women. The women had big D energy. For real. It was like, it was like uh, what, what, what you were witnessing was outside of the realm. Yep. And then they drinking whiskey, scotch on the rocks. They in their masculine. Everybody was even, even, even when they were feminine, because they were dressed feminine. But they was big D energy. Like you weren't going in there with this. So this is kind of what he was talking about. But the whole thing replacing masculinity is that now women, even elite women or women that roll with elite guys, they now can drive cars. They can buy their own cars. They can divorce men. They can buy their own houses. They can get their jobs. They can get the six-figure jobs. They can have all of that. All they're missing is the man that's even or above them. And that's the big miss. Because now since they've risen to that point, and some people are mad that they've risen to this point, what, what they're now missing is they can't find that next guy. They can't find the guy that's even or above their level. And many times these women aren't even at that level. They just think they are. They just think they are. He says, sounds like a past to me. So, yeah, man, some of these women probably are lawyers, and some of them, some of them were sugar babies, but some of them were the ones in their 40s. Definitely probably could be lawyers and doctors and whatnot. Some of them, there was this young girl in there, young man. She was the she was the baddest one in there. She was definitely sugar baby type stuff. And she would be a woman that you would actually go out to try to cold approach and you don't even know how she rolls. She's like, she would be like, stop. Stop. But these women are going to be frustrated. That's the problem that men are having and women are having. Those women do this. They achieve the corporate job. They achieve high status. They achieve the salary. They got two cars. They got a house. They got, they just can't find the guy. Even when they come to a um, situation like that, that woman to be 45 and a lawyer, she walk in there and see me sitting next to a 26-year-old, 27-year-old blazing chick who's bad. And she'd be looking like, I'm better than her. I'm smarter than her. I got more than her. Why is he with her? Well, she's young. You got two years left at best to give me, and it's going to be like hell dealing with you, right? You haven't been able to keep one yet. So that's the dynamic that was in there. The women that were my age were probably like, I'm better than her. I'm smarter than her. I make more money than her. Why is he with a woman like that? Well, you see what I mean? I don't need you. Be Just because you're successful doesn't translate until you'll be a good partner. He said, where do I begin? She young and fine and firm, and everybody's everybody's head turns when I walk in with her. You, on the other hand, crow's feet, you're probably in good shape. You probably go to a fitness trainer and a personal trainer. You probably got a good job. You probably pulled up. 
in a nice Mercedes C-Class that with tinted windows, you probably got everything going right. However, the Celtics coach got suspended for a year. Yeah, man, he, he's done. He said, somebody said, did I clap? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. And uh, yeah, man. So some some things are some things are interesting, but people are still in. By the way, NPCs wrestle with this issue all the time. You should like a woman that's actually high achiever and high status and works. She won't be in your hair all the time, and she makes money, and she can buy things, and you can be equal partners, guys. No matter how long we try to play this game, it doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody wants that. I don't care what you say. Now, not my everybody might not want the other side either. But guys aren't programmed to progress this way. The women have progressed. The men are slow to progress to meet where the women have progressed. So some people might say, I prefer a woman who is a doctor and a lawyer and and she got this and got her own money. Most men are not ready for that. And most women aren't good partners when they have that. You're assuming that she's a good partner because she has that. That's not true. She just has success that that fits her definition. She still would not make a successful partner. Doesn't mean she'll make a successful partner. And that's what they're doing. But I have this and I have that. So what? So what? I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. And it's an and. And they're mad that guys aren't going, wow. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language. So they call you, they call you, they call you not progressive. They call you misogynist. They call you a barbarian. They call you all these things. And naturally, as people, we haven't had to deal with this issue up until now. By the way, the results of these relationships are dismal. Just so you know. You're trying to blame the men. The divorce rate of those women, they file for divorce 90%. And the divorce rate is extremely high. And the breakup rates are extremely high. The number of sexual partners that man or female has had is extremely high. It's not working. So I don't care who you want. They just want to just keep dragging you to this finish line and saying you're you're the problem. Well, no, it sounds like you're the problem. I'm sad. I, it's sad to say. I know people want to want it to be different, but it ain't. It's not even close to working. Whatever they're pitching to you, it's not even close to working. They haven't got it to work. They got it to work for several people, but not all. All right, uh, we're getting close close to closing. SAU says, "Damn, coach, you spitting fire. You spitting fire." And then they'll call us all kind of insecure. He's insecure that I makes X amount of dollars. We're not insecure. It's just not as impressive as you think. It's impressive to some men. If I made a million dollars and she was a lawyer, it probably wouldn't bother me. If I made a million dollars a year and some woman makes 150 and she's a lawyer, corporate lemming, fine. I'm probably going to have a lot of women. You're not going to be the only one. You'll just be the one that. Sure, but but if you're competing with me and you're trying to play this game, well, I make 140 and you make 140 and I'm the best. And All she's going to do is compete against you, and it's going to be 
or you make 60 and she makes 65 and she's like, I better, I make a little bit more salary than you. So I should be able to. And like, that's where, that's where it gets like draining and daunting. They make they, they make five thousand dollars more than you. Oh, I'm I'm ahead of you, and now they feel like I don't have to do this, and you got to do that, and you got to help around. Oh, oh, and that's that's where it gets reprehensible and despicable. I, I just can't deal with that. Kaylin Ferguson, coach, uh, would you say that the biggest reason why people are bad at monogamy is due to selfish selfishness and laziness? Um, I think we've always been bad with monogamy, but I think we just have too many options in front of us. I don't think that we're selfish and lazy. I think it's easier than it's ever been, and we have way more options. We also have a culture that promotes promiscuity and debauchery. So, dude, it's hard. It's hard to be monogamous, even when we don't even when we're trying. And for women, uh, digital sexual revolution. They can they can actually an ugly woman can actually have the guy she wants for at least one night, if only for one night. She can get her fantasies fulfilled. And she can do this however much she wants. So, again, if you're a low-hanging fruit woman, and we've seen this, we've seen the attitudes that they possess. Even if she's insecure and she's an introvert, she can have a dude come in, be exactly the way she wants, have him come in and run her ragged. Now, eventually, she's going to, Push those chips in. She's going to be like, you know what? I've had the six pack. I'm not impressed. I've dated the rich guy. I'm not impressed. I've dated the football player. Eh, I've been there, done that. I've dated the executive guy. I've dated the millionaire with the yacht. I've been on the party boats. I've flown myself, I've to, flown Paris. myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island topped. I've done all and of And then that. that woman, since she's had this reach at least for a night or two, then sounds like this one. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. So she'll say, I've dated the guy with the nine, 10, 11, 12 inch. She was like, your size is just good. It's good enough. Don't worry about it. It's just right. Yeah, because the guys I had the 9, 10, 11, 12 inches, it was a little, it's, they sometimes they don't even know what they're doing. So I've had all that. I've had the guys with the sick packs. I've had the personal trainers. I've had the pookies. I've had the Ray Rays. Now she's saying this. And that's you. Right? And that, that that's the problem because the guy's supposed to, in her mind, supposed to say, well, I'm glad you finally gave me a chance. And that's you. In her mind, she's doing you a favor. She's like, I really, you know, don't date guys as old as you. I normally date younger guys. I had a girl say that to me. And I, she was a, she was a kind of a fitness client. But what happened was I was training her brother in a fitness group and he referred her to me. And she was a thick pog. She was a pog who drove around in a Nissan Z. 
she drove out in the Nissan Z, souped up loud pipes. So she hung around dudes in Nissan Z car uh things. She was young, right? So um, so I trained her like one or two times. She used to again, I got personal training stories about her. We would go right to the bathroom. It was a mess. She was a mess, but she was a blonde pog. So anyway, she one time told me, she said, and I think I was in my, I just was getting divorced. So I was like 36. She was like, I I normally date guys younger and more athletic and got more stamina than you. She had the nerve. She was like, I'm doing you a favor, bro. I think she was like 28, 29. She was like, I, I don't mess around with dudes like you. That's how she was. That's how she said that one time. And the the problem was I was looking at her. Like, <laughs> I was looking at her like, like you just a pog. You just a you just a ski. She was a super freak. I was like, you just a skeezer. And she wanted me to commit. And she was like, I'm tired of these guys not committing. I'm tired. And um, what she was saying, she actually said she this is where her insecurity came in because she was a little more thicker. And we lived in Orange County. Right. So. She wanted to be thin, and she was like, these guys are using my weight against me. I was like, I don't think they're using it against you. They're getting what they want. Yeah, you're practice. She was practice. She was the definition of practice, and that's all she's going to be. I guarantee you she ain't never getting married, but she had a nice job. She had a souped-up Nissan Z, and she had all the cool. She was She was attractive, but she was just not the 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 skinny model girl for Orange County. She was just thicker. Okay. So now you're gonna be for you're gonna be practice. <laughs> but in her world, I was practice. <laughs> in my in her world, she was doing me a favor. You see how weird it is? She was looking at me like, okay, I'll throw it at this is how she looked at me like and this. that's you. This is how she looked at me. And that's you. <laughs> and she, based on what she was doing in the bedroom, she had been ran through more time. There was no way she hadn't had under 100. She was proficient. So the point of this all is this. We live in a society where even the worst, the lower, the practice women think they're starters. And there's dudes that haven't got off the bench and they just want to get practice. They don't even get practice reps. This is where we got, this is where the mix is. And in women's mind, because they mess with so many dudes that screw them over, they mess with the dudes that they want early on. They think all men have the same options as those dudes because that's all the dudes they only, that's the dudes they mess with. The dudes that are going to cheat on them. The dudes that are going to treat them like crap and treat them like practice. So in their world, from their perspective, they only deal with that group and they think all men are having those options. And then they finally get a little perspective and they go, okay, I see that there's another group of men out here. And that's you. Somebody said poor CGA. It wasn't no poor CGA because I was getting what I wanted, right? It was her, it was her bad. It wasn't my bad because she was practiced to me. So for her to be like, so what she was, this is what she was doing. And that's you. She, so she thought by saying that, that I was going to go, oh, really? You have access to bigger and better chads? I better get in line. 
that's what she thought. See, there was no loss for me because she was just practice. So there was no poor CGA. But what she was doing was trying to put me in a place for, that I would go, oh, really? Oh, okay. You must be something. <laughs> what? I already, by the time she said that, I was already two rounds in. <laughs> and I got what I wanted. And I pulled the reverse Uno like, huh? What? You practice. So it is what it is. I got what I, I got my needs met. So it's it's the weird dynamic, but that's why we're having so much problems. All right. And there's some there's woman, yeah. She tried to put me, check the ego. She tried to check my ego and say, I got this and I got that. And and what guys should always say is, Well, where he at though? Where he at? That's the next question. Oh, you you, you get you get bigger and better chats than Tyrone's. Well, but where he at? Because it looks like you're here with me tonight. So slide over here and give me a moment. Your moves are so raw. I got to let you know. I got to let you know. So slide over here and give me a moment. I got to let you know. Shit, I was like, what? Where he at? <laughs> That's what I said. All right, shout out to, we got a couple more here. Zeus Martinez says, hey, coach, shout out to the coach gang. I used to think my baby mother ruined my life. After all these years, I've realized that she actually saved my life. Free agent for life. I always tell you my best thing my wife did was divorce me before 40. I owe her. I owe her something. I owe her. I owe her a life. She she saved my life. People think I have despite this. The only thing I don't like about my marriage was the fact that it took like the divorce process. That's the one thing that I was just like, uh, everything else was okay. Even the breakup was good. There was no hard feelings. And I kind of learned things afterwards. And I was like, aha, things started to make sense as I learned things, but there was never this, ah, and she hurt me and I hurt my feelings. It was never that it was kind of just like, all right, we broke up and then we went through the divorce thing. And it was like, oh my God, but she saved my life. She gave me the biggest, best ticket to life I could ever, ever have. Thank God for her. She saved my life. Don't let her, don't tell her I said this. If it wasn't for her acting up at the, when, when I was 35 and 34 and the 36, I would still be there in misery. <laughs> Thank the Lord. My wife did not hurt me. My ex-wife did not hurt me. She gave me a blessing. I, and that's how I'll forever look at it. She gave me a new lease on life. Somebody go tell her that. She's going to be like, well, give me my money then. Uh, anyway, let's get a couple of more cash apps. Shout out to Mr. Loki in the building. Shout out from Snellville, Georgia in the building. I don't know. I don't think I've been through Snellville. All right. Matthew says free agent lifestyle. Oh. I must have missed Mr. Loki, but I got you already. Free agent lifestyle. He hit 125K. He got that money. All right. That's how I'll forever look at it. Now, the person, I always tell people this, the person who red bill me, the person who sent me scrambling to YouTube looking for stuff was the young lawyer that I dated. She is the one that woke me up. Okay. 
it wasn't the wife. It was it was the it was the young lawyer that rolled in higher circles. Remember, she's 20, she's 20, she was 27, 28. I think I met her at 27, but then soon after she turned 28. She was a lawyer, she had an MBA, and she was in these streets. She dated a guy who was older, rich millionaire, and she sent me in. She had me twisted. This girl was the one that sent me scrambling. That was the red pillar. It wasn't the wife. Now, the divorce stuff is just what I learned. It was like, okay, I learned this and learned that. Wow, 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 wow. That was a wake up. But the person responsible, the one who hurt me, was that woman. It was the it was the young woman that I got into the serious. She was the most serious relationship that I got in post-divorce. And she was kind of there through the end of the divorce proceedings. And she was a lawyer. To this day, I think she was a spy. Some lawyer hired her to spy on me. Because <laughs> she turned me inside out. She turned As a man, she turned me inside out. Like she had me in a situation. I was twisted. I was like, I was like, what is going on? And and if you think about the generation dynamics, she grew up in a time. She came up in a time. She's a millennial. She came up in a time where she was part of the digital sexual revolution. She had always been single while I was married. Her whole adult adult life while she was her whole adult life was spent being single. At the same time, in those same years, I was married the whole time. And then we're together. It was it was a collision course. The, the the Lithuanian Natasha was after her. It was like well after her, maybe by a couple of years. And by that point, I was already awake. <laughs> so by the time the Lithuanian Natasha comes up, I'm already looking for red flags. Like before I was overlooking red flags with the lawyer. Where to the point where now I look back, I was like, God dang. Well, by the time I got with the Lithuanian girl, I was looking for red flags. I was waiting for them, right? I was well-versed in... Manosphere. I was well versed in talking points. I was I was going, okay, here's another red flag. Here's another one. And by the time I saw the third red flag, I was abandoning the ship. I was like, oh no. You see what I mean? Those are two different, those are two different times in um in my in my um life. And they were separated by a few years, right? It was a it was a by the time I start stopped finishing with the lawyer. I was like sitting there listening to Red Pill, Tom Likens, and all the guys in the sphere early on. I was like, what, 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 what? Oh, my God. I was like in circles. By the time the Lithuanian girl comes around, it was like, okay. The, um, the lawyer girl, nah, she knows I don't mess with her. And she, dude, she had everything. Boy, she was good. Somebody says, Tank says, sorry, coach, but there are no quality women that smoke cigars. He says, what you saw at that lounge was a bunch of low-quality chicks. All right, I hear you. I know what you're saying, and don't, don't take what I said literally, meaning those were high-quality chicks. They weren't. They were just there. And what I said was they were taking on the form of masculinity. That was the point. I wasn't calling them high-quality. All right, but um, with that being said, when they do things like that, they think – that they're in the same realm as you. So when they're in the room with you, they're on the same level as you in their world. They're like, I can I can smoke big cigars. I can drink big whiskey. I can big drink glasses of scotch. I can do this. I can vibe. I can do, right? In their world, they're on your level. And many times they think they're above you. So that, that's the collision course of they got too much 
masculinity. They've adopted too much masculinity and to the point where half the room is filled with women smoking cigars, just chilling. Now, uh, people think it's sexy. Again, there, there's an element to all that, but I'm trying to simplify it because I don't have all day. But what we're trying to just get to the basic of the, to break the down the molecules is that is for a long time considered a masculine act to where you probably couldn't get a woman to even go in the room 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. There were some people would go in that room, not that many. They would consider that, oh, that's what men do. No, I'll be over here. We'll go shopping. Now they're going, we'll go shopping later, but we'll be in here big D energy. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, look at the Aces championship picture with the one girl, Kelsey Plum. And most dudes are like, oh, she's hot. I'm like, there you go again, barking up the wrong tree. And let me see if I can pull up the picture. Let me see here. Kelsey Plum. I'm like, you barking up the wrong tree, shirt. <laughs> this is what we were talking about right here. This is what we saw. This is what you see. Even these attractive. This is what you see in the cigar bar. You see this right here? That That's what we're talking about. That, that type of energy right there. Now, some people are like, that's it. So she out there, look, she holding her nuts right here. You see that? So we live in a world now that women have progressed to that, and God bless them. But a lot of guys haven't progressed that fast and far with them. And a lot of guys think that this is a woman that's available to them, and she's not, allegedly. Yes, she's pretty. Yes, she's cute. Yes, she's a baller. But she don't mess with you, brothers. <laughs> she don't mess with the bros like that. You see this right here? This the big, this is what we're talking about. So we've and you know, there's Charles Barkley, Mike, Michael Jordan with the cigar. So that now we're getting this. So again, like I said, God bless the women that want to do this and they want to progress to this and they have the BD energy and they're successful. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all fine and dandy. I would venture to say 70-80% of the men ain't with it. Right? This is what we're talking about, right? And so in the cigar lounge, this is what you saw. No matter if she was super duper feminine or super duper masculine, it was this energy right there. That's adopting so much masculinity to the point where you're 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 going to have problems finding mates. We we live in a world where women have problems finding mates. We don't live in a world where there's e there's easy mating and then there's a couple of goofballs that can't progress with the times. We're having a problem with this collision course, super duper progression, men not moving along in progression. They're, they're pulling back. Women are saying you're a, you're a lame for pulling back. Male dating coaches say you're a lame for not liking this. You see what I mean? We have this tug of war. Where is it going to end? Somebody says Michael Jordan wife with a cigar. There's pictures of Michael Jordan's wife with a cigar. Well, we got kind of, kind of figured out where she is. All right, we kind of figure out who she was. She's different than what we actually knew in the past. Oh, is this the little uh, Puerto Rican girl? Does she have a cigar? I'm kind of looking. I can't even find it here. I do see her. I can imagine her with a cigar for sure. I don't see any pictures of her, though. My Google didn't. Somebody said she an escort. <laughs> hey. Um, I can't say these things on YouTube, but <laughs>
it would not be out of it would not be beyond the possibility that she essentially is one that she signed a nice prenup um everybody knows the deal um even the girl uh tiger woods wife it is what it is you know these people were <laughs> oh my goodness uh you know what i mean she looks like she would have been definitely a high class and they're the way they deal with each other is indicative of that this is what i would assume again i'm alleging or just assuming or critiquing i'm not i'm not telling you what they are so anyway man masculine energy masculine energy it's a weird thing a weird dynamic and women are actually trying to say well i can have just as much sex as men where you're talking about the small percentage of men that have the availability to run through you women most men aren't like that i would venture to say 70% of men aren't like this. But they're keeping up with the 30% of men, and then eventually they say. And that's you. She Cuban. She's not Puerto Rican. She's Cuban, and she bad to the bone. All right, uh, let me make sure I cleared everything. up here. Make sure I got everybody before we get out of here. And we got Friday morning, probably Friday morning only. But I'm going to have a pretty weekend, pretty good weekend where I can catch up, not traveling or anything like that. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials and efforts. God.